Uncle Henry? Tell me a story. Now it's late. Go to bed. Santa will be here soon. No, I want a story. Please. All right, all right. You want a happy story? Or do you want a scary story? I want a happy, scary story. Happy, scary story. Yeah. Fine. Once upon a time, there lived a man by the name... By the name of Jack Frost. Jack Frost? That's right. Like in the song, Jack Frost nipping at your nose. <laughs> Only this guy did it for real. You know how regular folk get up in the morning, eat something, then hurry off to do whatever for the day? Uh -huh. Well, Jack would get up, eat something, then hurry off and kill someone. Because that's what he did. He killed people. He'd stick knives in their faces and cut out their tummies and stamp on their heads till their brains got all runny. Hey, 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 you wanted a story. You got a story. You're listening to the Buzzkill Podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. It is episode 67. Welcome to the Buzz to Kill podcast, where shoveling snow is one of our favorite things to do, second only to committing harikari. <laughs> but I love shoveling snow. <laughs> <laughs> and now that James is dead, Justin, how are you? Hey. Oh, I'm Mike, by the way. I'm Jim. <laughs> no, Jim's dead. I'm, I'm Justin. Not, I'm not really dead, guys. No, oh, we lied. No, uh, shoveling snow does suck. It does. And I did it for the first two yep. times in the past yep. two days. Uh, we got our first snow here in Michigan. Uh, winter came out of nowhere. Literally, yeah. it was last week, I feel like last week, I was wearing a t-shirt so, outside. Is that your boyfriend's name? <laughs> last week? Winter. Win I don't get it. Winter, winter came, came out, out of, of nowhere. nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> right into my boat. A little slow on the uptake right. there. Um, no, winter though, did come out of nowhere though. Like, like legitimately. Really like did, we, yeah. we. I feel like last week I was wearing a t-shirt at work outside. This yep. week I am bundled up in clothes. A t-shirt. <laughs> a t-shirt with a slightly bigger t-shirt over it. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, no, it's cold though. We got yeah, uh, cold. we got like what oh. nine inches of snow within the last couple days here. I think so. Yeah. So uh, pretty pretty pretty. Crazy. Pretty crazy. I like I like the snow. That's I do. I don't like shoveling it. I, yeah. I don't. I, there are, listen, if you if you pull into my driveway uh -huh. before I have shoveled my snow and leave track marks, I will fucking murder you. Because <laughs> I will it, literally fucking gets, murder you. It gets packed down. Yeah. And then those track yep. marks, you can't yep. get them. It's like a heroin addict. Once yep. those track marks are there, just you can't <laughs> oh get rid of them. Inappropriate. <laughs> That's insensitive. No, but like I, I like the snow. Like you know, I, I pulled up here today and I, it's I stepped out. It's super cold, but I'm like, I'm walking in. I'm looking around at the, there's uh, Christmas lights up everywhere, and there's and, the and snow. Christmas lights always look a little better through the snow. The majestic, the majestic you know? Orion is hanging triumphantly in the eastern sky. Dick just swing, <laughs> just just <laughs> swinging that big swing, old swing. starry <laughs> dick. <laughs> so that's, that's that cast direction. <laughs> Um, I, uh, but I, I, I didn't get my lights up yet, and now I probably won't because it's way too cold. I did only because of our Christmas party. Otherwise, fuck that, they ain't going up. <laughs> like, they were not going to go up before, uh, before then. Um, so speaking of first snow, our episode tonight, because we're all out of ideas, is about the first snow. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, sort of. When you were a kid, what was the first thing you did of the first snow? First thing I did, uh, committed Harikari. 
<laughs> wow. Started at a young age. <laughs> I no. was uh, hanging out with Jim. <laughs> We no, actually we actually did it for each other, like an assisted. Uh, well, let's start with Harikari slicing. then, because Harikari is by yourself. Shut right? up. It was it was an it was an improvised and modified Harikari. Mutual. Um, it was like mutual masturbation. Only you killed each other. It was like the Dutch rudder, <laughs> except for with more knives. Uh, um, uh, the first thing I would the first thing I would do is I would I would I'd run outside. Isn't that what everybody does yeah. at the first? And no? do what? Um. Uh, r- roll a giant snowball, typically, yeah. Into a? Snowman. There you go. Yeah. And as an adult, what's the first thing that you want to do as soon as snow hits? Can I say Harry Curry again? <laughs> <laughs> you, you cannot! I'm with Jim. <laughs> no, the fr- and now I just, like, I I stand at the window and look at it and smile for a little while. Okay, well, Usually gonna, with a drink in my I'm hand. I'm going to answer Jim's question for him, because the first thing that most Michigan people want to do is, for, as soon as the first snow hits, is go to Mount Holly mm. and go snowboarding or skiing. Well, see, I didn't expect that answer from you because you don't do either of those. I... I've always listen, listen, listen. I love the idea of it. I would just be terrible. I would fall on my ass, and it's just not a sight anybody wants to see. Mm-hmm. It's just as simple as that. I don't know. You're you're mildly coordinated, aren't you? <sighs> no. <laughs> Jay, have you ever been snowboarding? Or? Oh, used to go quite a bit. Oh, did you? Yeah. We should. You should. And then uh, I got old. You should get. You should get back on your young legs and come snowboarding with me sometime. I, I remember my first time going snowboarding at the old Pine Knob. Oh, really? Yeah, and nice. uh, I was going down the quarter mile, and I, I didn't know how to carve yet, so it's just a straight quarter mile <laughs> shot, right? Just down it, and you just keep gaining speed, gaining speed, gaining speed. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, this this old guy skier cuts across from me, and I was like, "Whoa, that was close!" <laughs> and then his ten year old son was right behind him oh, on no. the snowboard, and I plow Did straight into him. him. Oh no! And I flew like fifty feet through the air. Kid, the kid deserved it. <laughs> Finally landed. I thought I was dead. I woke up and the guy comes over and starts screaming at me. And I'm there thinking I have a broken neck. <laughs> He's like, "You god dang snowboarders!" And uh, that's the thing. Snowboard- and I'm like, "Your son was also on a snowboard." <laughs> <laughs> and I was done. I had to walk down the hill. And like climb, you can't. When you get to that bottom, you can't hop on the. You have to hop on the chairlift to go back up, right? Or like climb through the woods to get to the parking lot. So oh, I climbed yeah. up the hill to the woods. What I did. <laughs> all of, uh, well, not all of. Most of my broken bones have come from snowboarding. Just the, well, uh, my my major ones. Like I've, my minor injuries have been like broken toes, broken fingers, stuff like well, that. Just but within the last couple of years, didn't you smash the shit out of your ribs? Last season, I yeah. broke <laughs> I broke my ribs, uh, <laughs> and. It, that was just that was that was a combination of uh, I had been I had been drinking and snowboarding, which I, you go to Boyne, that's just what you do. You're you drinking and driving aboard. They have the exactly <laughs> they have the eagles nest right at the top of the the main lift, and it's awesome. It's like you go in there and you can look out over the entire hill, and there's a there's a giant indoor fire, which is cool. And you drink and you carry on, and you have fun. And this was a, you know, and then you go down to the bottom of the hill. Go over to your condo for a couple of drinks, and then it was our second to last run of the uh, the night, and we decided to just to just completely bomb it like straight down the hill, much like Justin was oh, doing. Oh, you when bombed he, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had I had like all day like when you get enough speed and then you you get on your toe edge really hard, you can. I was I was going like almost perpendicular to the hill, and I thought it was really cool because I I could like pretty much spread like reach my arms up. And and just be like in like completely horizontal, which felt really cool. I'm sure it didn't look that awesome, 
But I tried to do that right at the bottom of the hill, and I caught a piece of ice and just <laughs> went down on my ribs super hard, and I get up, I couldn't breathe. And then we still had to get back up to the top of the hill and then do a, a, a back route down. To get like, back to the clubhouse? Yeah, we were going to go through a closed route, which was in complete darkness. That, that That's the start of a horror movie right there. I have you a... Go, you go on the closed route, and the, bear, and the you, bears babe. get you. Bum, and bum, I, have bum, a, bum. I have a video of the dark route that we went down, and I'll show you. But I was going down it, and I knew that I had broken my rib. I was like, I'm this. I know what a broken bone feels like. I broke my ribs. And so I had to go down that, and I'm in the pitch black, and I'm like, please don't catch something. Because if I would have gone down even harder on my ribs, it would have just, like, game over. Game, game over, over, man! man. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Anyway, uh reason I bring that up, though, is because the theme oh, of Oh, there's a reason for that? The reason for tonight's show mm-hmm. is things that you do on a first snow. Because uh, we're out of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> why is that? Out of, why is that we're all out of ideas? Well, hey, as an adult, you go snowboarding. As a child, you go... Snowmanning. So, hey, that's do, what we got tonight. Do you want to build a snowman? No. Do that's you want to More time a outside in the snow that I have to... Oh, we watched that movie tonight. Yeah, we actually we changed <laughs> up our format a little bit because it's the first snow, and it, the first snow always makes us feel so childlike. We decided to watch a couple of family movies. We did. Um, so we watched uh, Frozen. Frozen, yeah. The ever-popular Let Frozen. Let it go. Yep, that Let one. it go. And, uh, and Jack Frost. So... <laughs> Nipping at your toes. Yep, that's the song too. Nose. <laughs> Nipping at oh. your toes. That's frostbite, Michael. <laughs> um, um, no, we did not watch the. We watched two movies that have. Uh, what? We 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 didn't. We weren't supposed to watch those. <laughs> Which ones did you watch? Uh, Jack Frost with Michael Keaton. Uh, no. Frozen with Elsa. No. <laughs> oh, what the fuck? Well, tonight's going to be an interesting episode. So you're going to listen to me talk about a couple of horror movies that sound like uh, family movies. And I'm going to talk about Olaf. And Mike's going to Mike's going to talk about what he learned about uh, Adina Menzel or Adele Dazim, mm. if you're John Travolta. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, just uh, like, like, just to get real for a second here. Yeah, get real. I've watched. Get real. I've watched that version version of version. Fro- version. version. <laughs> Emission this if you can. I um, call back. I I wa- I've in the past couple years, because I have children now. I've watched the movie Frozen, uh-huh. the family movie, at least twice. Yeah, at least twice times six hundred, <laughs> and I. This might be an unpopular opinion, but that movie would be so much better with just about anyone other than Adina Menzel. Oh my god, I agree with you a thousand her, percent. Her, she doesn't have a good singing voice. She's her, she's screechy, dude. So like, if they I use like, like a... Rosie O'Donnell yes. instead, that would be okay. <laughs> yes. Um, it would be a vast I, improvement. Whew, no, I did, like anybody who could sing, like uh, like she's a professional singer. And Kristen Bell, who plays her uh, uh, Anna, yeah, in the movie, Kristen Bell's amazing. She's way better, and she's not even a professional singer. Adina Menzel, she doesn't have a. a sorry to get. To, to, this no, is a no, dumb conversation. No, we're talking about Frozen. Adina Menzel doesn't have a head voice at all. She only has her chest voice, and so she tries to belt those high notes, and she ends up. You can tell that she's just like squeezing her vocal cords. I don't. I don't know how she well, doesn't damage her vocal cords. Not constantly. to not to lose my horror cred. Yeah, but I used to watch Glee. 
Oh yeah. And Azina, I remember that. Azina Mandel though, she played the mom of uh, what's her name? The main girl sure. that was on Glee. The, I, I can't think of her name, whatever. She was the brunette, whatever. Leah something. Leah doesn't matter. But yeah. Welcome yeah. to the Buzzed Kill podcast. <laughs> <laughs> My point is this though. They she played her mom though because they have similar singing voices, but the girl that was from Glee was way fucking better. Leah Michelle, that's her name. She, Leah Michelle would have been fantastic for that. And they they sound similar enough. She, and, and she's actually a really, really good singer. So, I think she's what the a, fuck, Disney? I think she's a, I think she's a raging bitch to work with, though. Okay. Maybe, I, maybe that's I, why. They maybe, don't. maybe. Uh, uh, what's uh, I can never say her name right. Uh, what? The chick from Frozen. Adina uh, Menzel. Adina Menzel. Adele Dazim. Well, Adele Dazim, <laughs> she's actually going to be playing Colossus in the uh, in the Disney produced X Men movies now because X, uh, Disney owns Fox. And she's going to be brought playing that, Brought that around to the news, which we're going to get to later. Okay, cool. All right. Well, let's stop talking <laughs> about kids' movies. Before and... we get there, let's talk about some shit we got wrong last week. Yeah, what's a... Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what's a who's a... <laughs> I got that sentence wrong. <laughs> stupid! You're so stupid! So, last week, uh, I got some things wrong. James got some things wrong. Uh, total... We're just morons, and we just don't know what we're talking about. So here we go. Uh, Vestron. <laughs> I thought I said Vestron movies cost like sixty bucks last week. Actually, I did. Or you did. <laughs> see, yeah, see you. You're the dumb one. They don't. They're typically between thirty-five and forty bucks. But when compared to the Scream Factory discs, yeah. that are around the same price, the it's it's uncomparable. Like the like, Scream Factory puts so much into their discs, like packed full of special features. These Vestron discs might have. I'm, I'm, being very careful not to say dicks, by the way, because I do that a lot. <laughs> These Vestron dicks. Um, no, like, they might have a new commentary, maybe a new feature or two, but like the stuff that Scream Factory puts into their shit they is ridiculous. Their, yeah, so they load for the price, up. the Vestron discs are very, I almost did it, are very, they're, they're a little more pricey than they're worth. It's funny that you're taking so much care to say <laughs> discs. But you can't say it the buzzed, buzzed kill <laughs> podcast, you son of a bitch. Um, also, <clears throat> Dion was the drummer. I was right. Dion. In Deathgasm, Dion was the drummer. You and Tank both said that it was uh, uh, Giles. Just putting that out there. Wasn't I thought Dion was the nerd with the glasses. Drummer. The nerd with the glasses? Drummer. No, the big kid was the drummer. Yes, and that was Dion. No, that was... no. What I looked it up. That was Dion. Was the nerd with the glasses? I'm telling you, I'm right. <laughs> we're still arguing, but uh, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm we're right. We're gonna look this up because I'm, I'm pretty sure you're wrong again. So after corrections, James is gonna come back and just go. You know what? You were right. No, okay. I'll just say you're right right now, just to avoid all this <laughs> malarkey. Um, all right. So uh, I, I I just mentioned something about uh, not knowing really uh, the the. Uh, the magnitude of New Zealand's brewery game. Sure. There are currently 204 active breweries in New Zealand. That's a lot of breweries for a pretty small uh, country. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and and 36 closed. So at at, at some <laughs> at some point, you know, there was two, you know close to 250 breweries. Dang. So I'm into it. Yep. Well, we drank something from one. We did. So there you go. I'd, I'd kind of be curious to look at this list and see if we've ever had any of the other ones. But anyway, go ahead. Uh, Peter Jackson was not. In the beginning of Dead Alive, Correct. I thought that it was him, but it was not him. He it does look like him though. Did you go back and rewatch it by chance? Um, no, it, but I know who you're talking. The guy about. looks like him though. Like he really does. Uh, sort of, kind of. Like he looks like really. Lord of the Rings era <laughs> Peter Jackson though, not Dead Alive era Peter Jackson. If that makes any kind of sense. Nope, it doesn't. Uh, nope, you're right. Okay. Um, <laughs> we said that there was no violence at the gathering of the Juggalos. That is not true. <laughs> 
Yeah. I'm just pointing out the fact that there was one point in time where Teal Tequila performed there and they threw rocks, broken bottles, and yes, <laughs> feces at her from the crowd to the stage. See, what's funny, though, is if, if you go back and listen to last episode, I was about to say, unless you're Teal Tequila, but you but you jumped in with something and I just never said it. Okay. I go, okay. unless you're, and then you jumped in because I was about to say Teal Tequila. Okay. So there is violence. And, and oddly enough, she thought that she could win over the Juggalos' trust by taking her top off. Didn't work. She had to get <laughs> saved off stage by Tom Green. Talk about the most embarrassing night of your life. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's that's. It almost sounds um, it almost sounds made up. Yeah, right. Tila Tequila was <laughs> was having shit thrown at her. Literally, they took on, shit on stage out of the porta potties. On stage like, at the gathering of the Juggalos, and Tom Green had to come save the day. He had to take his bum off the Swedish for a second my, and come save the day. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> my bum is all alone. My bum is all alone. <laughs> I mean, um, nothing but a peaceful people. Whoop whoop. I, I got, that's all I got. Whoop <laughs> whoop. No offense. <laughs> no, kind of offense. Kind Sorry. Of. Uh, that's all I got. What else you got? All right. Um... Trivium. I don't know why I thought Trivium was on the. It was the. It was Battle for Ozfest okay. that I was thinking of. Okay. And that was. It was a TV show. It was a reality TV show in 2004, and it was the the battle of the bands to see who was going to play Ozfest. And for some reason, I thought Trivium was on it. And and the band that I actually was thinking of was. Uh, I think they're called the Dozen Furies. Oh. I don't know why I thought that. I mean, I feel like a simple one fury is a pretty furious enough. I don't know why you need a dozen. This is of a them. Do- this is a dozen. Are of they them. Slipknot? Are there are there twelve <laughs> members? They're all furies. Is that, is that what this is? Well, another correction. There's not twelve <laughs> members of Slipknot. Um, right? twelve stones. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, what else do I have here? I've got. Uh, this one is this one's for Tank. Our, oh, uh, our our oh. guest from no, it's not it's not something he got wrong. It's something tread you got lightly, wrong. Tread lightly. It's not something he got wrong. It's something you got wrong. Tread lightly. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm doing this for Tank because Tank likes when I call you out for not knowing words. And you were using the word viscous as a noun. No, uh, I knew I knew I wasn't using it right. Viscous is an adjective. I know. I know. I know. You're like there's viscous yeah, on everything. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> there there may have been viscous fluid on Viscous-y. everything. Viscousy. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, when I listened back to it, I realized, damn it, I am not using that word right. I didn't care. <laughs> I love a Tank came in last week and he's like, I love when you call him out for not knowing words. It's all right, though. Words Mike, are hard. Mike just kind of speaks like, uh, what, what do they call that? The way t- the way that Stephen King writes. Um, the... Uh, Oh, I don't shit. know. <laughs> I don't know. James. I, I can't. I can't think of what it's called. This is a great definition, by the way. Where you don't. Fantastic. Where you don't actually think about what's coming out of your mouth. You just say organic. things. It's just organic, man. Maybe <laughs> something like this. We talked about the dildo kills. Yeah. Which I'm a big, big fan of. And even the kills. <laughs> <laughs> that was something else. <laughs> I had because if if you played the rest of that, Tank says you got to isolate that part. <laughs> So I called Jay today. I was like, please isolate this quote from the last episode. <laughs> and bravo. He, bravo, Tank. And, and th- you'll probably hear that about ten more times tonight because it's classic. <clears throat> what can I say? Um, uh, we talked about we talked about whether... There's more corrections? Yeah, we talked... Well, well, it just, just kind of... Um, 
I guess they're kind of corrections, but we talked about wh- whether or not they were zombies in uh, Dead Alive. Oh yeah, and 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 you said, well, the mother never really died. So, but mother did die because the nurse was holding her in her arms and she checked her vitals. You're right, she right did. at that moment, she right. said she's gone. So she was dead for at least like you know 15, 20 seconds. But she was alive. She, she was, was dead, dead alive. alive. <laughs> she was brain brain dead. Oh. <laughs> and I think that might be it. Just Good. To, just to tag something on, I did end up going home and listening to a lot of anal cunt. Well, just because you asked if we had ever heard them, and I wasn't sure if I had ever heard it them. It wasn't so. what you expected, right? Well, it, no. Well, I, I mean, it's crap. It's like the it's worst terrible. crap ever. But they, they realize that is it that is. Is that a pun? It's crap. Yeah. It comes from the anal <laughs> No, they realize that they're like the worst band oh, ever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they even have an acoustic album. Did you know that? <laughs> yes. It's called, it's called like Love Picnic or something, <laughs> and it's just the singer singing in the most terrible falsetto you've ever heard. It's not good. <laughs> like they have, they, have song, they have albums that, are, that have 80 tracks. Yeah. Yeah, it's That's nuts. That's crazy. It's I nuts. Don't know. They're 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 a crazy band because I always thought Anal Cunt was like a, the craziest just grind like the core. Word, yeah, like, like just like, crazy, crazy, like just noise. And their early stuff was. Yeah. I don't know if you listen to their early stuff. Their early stuff was, and they just like stopped doing that, and they just put out <clears> basically <throat> joke records. Well, their their first album, I was I was reading up a little about a, a bit about them because I I suddenly was kind of like fascinated, and uh, I'm fascinated by Anal Cunt. <laughs> their first <laughs> album was they didn't write any songs, they just got. They so the first album was 40, 45 tracks or uh-huh. something like that, and they just went into the studio, and just and, played, and yeah, like they didn't. He didn't have any pre pre written lyrics. They didn't have any pre written guitar parts or anything. Everybody just played whatever they wanted to. Yep. And they made a they made a record out of it. I thought like we could do that. <laughs> I could do it right now. Let's do it. We'll be called we'll be called Dick Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll be called Smegma Toast. <laughs> Love it. Oh, yes. Gross. Okay. I think peanut, that's peanut butter and smegma. Oh gosh, <laughs> my favorite. I think that's it for corrections. <laughs> that's it for us in general. Yeah. Um, so, All right. Speaking of smegma, what are we drinking this week? <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, we already talked about what uh, what the topic for today is. So, uh, first snow and activities that you do in first snow. Yep. Including making snowmen and hitting the slopes. I do have a little bit of a, a background to this too, though. This would have fit better with our original idea for today. Our original idea was only going to be what do you do in Michigan when it snows, and that is hit the slopes. I usually go clean off my windshield well, with the ice cream. <laughs> after, after that. <laughs> like that. I used to do the CD because I never had a, uh, a CD jewel case because I never had an ice scraper. I would just use a jewel case. I've, I, I think I've done, done that, that before, before too. I, yeah. I, I ruined with, my third eye blind. I'm not going to say oh, which no. one, but the, but that CD right up in the corner there. Oh, we did. Oh, had yeah. a, that's the only thing that was in the car at the time. And oh, so his, did you actually do that? His yeah. name his name rhymes with <laughs> douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I used that CD to scrape off a car. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, our original idea though was to do uh, Frozen, which we did. Uh, <clears throat> Adam Green's Frozen, which. We'll get to this. I think this is the first Adam Green movie we've talked about, which is really odd for the show because we talk about him like my lover. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the so other goodbye, show, the, uh, the other movie we were, we were going to talk about was a movie called uh, Cold Prey. Yeah. Right? Not and cold. Not cold play. Not cold play. Cold prey. 
the snow was not all yellow. <laughs> um, but uh, Cold Prey, it's a Norwegian film, uh, and it's a slasher, and it's supposed to be absolutely amazing. Here's the problem. The only way that we can see it here in the States that I could find on any streaming services or even uh, purchasing to rent it or whatever, it's this shitty shitty american dub and it's so bad it's like really bad anime Mm -hmm. uh to the point where i can't even take the movie seriously when watching it and the movie looks i I watched the trailer the movie looks looks really cool which is why i was super stoked to watch it we decided against watching it for this only because we wanted to watch it in its full glory and not really have this shitty dub hanging over the top of it so we're gonna save it maybe for another episode why, but um, why do you even, why do why does know, anybody man. even make dubs? Stars bought it, and I'm sure Stars are the ones that made the dub. So stop making dubs. If you don't want to, if you don't want to read when you watch a movie, don't watch that movie. Yeah, dubs sure. suck. Yeah, it's, it, 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 with the with the exception being old Godzilla movies mm. and old Godzilla! and old Jackie Chan movies. I agree. Those are the only two types of movies you should be watching with dubs. That's I agree. Uh, Cold Prey, though, was also <clears throat> about a... It's a slasher that is at a ski resort. So we would have had Frozen and Cold Prey that both <clears throat> res, you know revolved around ski resorts. Right. Which means that this beer would have been perfect for but it. But it still works. It does. Well, it, it does. does it does. Work. It does. Uh, so, <laughs> anyway, that... Long but, story short. <laughs> super long stories. Still pretty long. <laughs> uh, from Vivant Brewery mm. in Grand Rapids. Love this Vivant. is one of Mike's favorites. One of my favorites. Um... This is called Ski Patrol. It's a cool yeah, can. Yeah. I really like this can. Yep, I dig it. Uh, it's a Belgian-inspired wit. Wit beer. I have wit. No, no, no I don't. You don't. <laughs> uh, it's ale brewed with cardamom and orange peel. 6%. Yeah. ABV. Let's see what we got here. I didn't pre-read this, so this might be just as bad as last week. Uh, Belgian-inspired wit, whether you're stuck on the chairlift waiting to get to the top... Oh, see, that's very appropriate. (laughs) Waiting to get to the top of a black diamond or you're soaking in the hot tub after a long day of destroying some moguls, it's Ski Patrol wit to the rescue. This crushable slopes-inspired beer complements our Michigan winters with a hazy golden pour and a warming spice on the nose. Pack your long johns and swimsuit. Ski weekend is upon us. Cans are light and easy to pack so you can take them wherever the trail takes you. See, I like how realistic this is because <laughs> everybody knows that a good ski trip involves lots of booze. Yeah, lots of booze and and tucking beers into every available pocket in your jacket and your butt. That's that's why they make that's why <laughs> that's why they make ski jackets with so many damn pockets. It's so that you can fit more booze. That's For a fact. Beer. That's why God made your body with so many pockets. <laughs> Chug, <laughs> uh, glassware and pairing. This can is fine if you're on the slopes, or else pour this one into a tall, slender wit glass and enjoy. Pair with home baked granola bars, hot chicken pot pie, or if you must, <laughs> ski lodge pizza. Beautiful. Yeah, really Wish nice. We some ski lodge pizza right now. Um, I'd really like to. You've been to the brewery Vivant before. I have. It's I'd like to go. It's in an old church, right? Love it. It's an old uh, chapel. Yeah. It's. Um. I don't know what year it's from, but it, it looks like it's from the very early 1900s. Like mm-hmm. it's really old. It's one of those ones where uh, all the, the the wooden ribs are exposed in the ceiling and stuff. Oh, really? You know anything about architecture? That's cool. Um. And there's stained glass. You know, and I love it. Uh, there's another brewery down uh, near our way. Actually, it's the Atwater, the new Atwater Brewery that's in Gross point and they recently just took over a church as well and mm-hmm. it reminds me a lot of it i know you've been there before 
Been to there, the, yeah, to the cool. new Atwater? Yeah, Atwater in the Park. <clears throat> You've been there before, haven't you? Have you been there? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's a sweet place. Is that the one? It, it's down it's, in Detroit, yeah, right? No, it's in Gross Point, right base, right before the border of Detroit. The only Atwater I've been to is when we ran the, Oh, so you've never when, been there. When we ran oh, shit, the, we gotta uh, go then. We did the Growler Gallop. Yeah, no, that's 5K. not the one. That's not the one? No, no. The that's one, like the original the, Atwater. The new one's right down the street from my work, actually. Oh, so well, yeah, we should we go should, check it out. absolutely go. Let's try this beer. All right. Brewery Vivant. I'm gonna pour mine. Cheers. Oh, uh, Ski Patrol. All right, there's no, there's no cheers. We'll just try. <laughs> Kinky. Ooh. I feel like I'm skiing. That's good. I I get a little bit of that spice. I get a little bit of it. It's almost like um, what does cardamom taste like though? Honestly, do you know? Like Carter's mom. Ooh. <laughs> He sounds hot. Cardamom. <laughs> yes, uh, it's cardamom. You know, cardamom. It's, it's almost like cinnamony. Yeah. Like a little bit of like a cinnamon or a, um, maybe a, an allspice. It, 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 yeah, it's kind of like an allspice. I, I do get like a... I think it's that allspice taste that I describe as that like almost smoky, rotten avocado taste. You know, you know what I'm talking about? What? Hey, now. You're an allspice. Get your game. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> I, I had to. I'm gonna murder you someday, just because. I'm gonna murder myself before you do. Um. <laughs> oh, right. uh, yeah. So anyway, that's uh, that's what we're drinking. Let's yes, get sir. into the bleed feed. Oh, God damn. All right. Um, <laughs> it's the bleed feed. All right. So Disney bought Fox. Yeah. So let's just get right into it. Disney bought Fox. Yeah. That's huge. It's massive. Yeah. Disney now owns Alien. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Disney now owns Predator. Uh-huh. <laughs> Shane Black has an R-rated Predator movie coming out. Can you imagine a Disney logo with a nice princessy uh, castle beforehand? Oh, no. That's going to be I mean... fucking weird. No, dude, you better believe that logo will be in front of those movies. I can they show you the space. <laughs> wait, does... suck you up with my laser. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I feel wait, like... No, Disney already owns some some property that's kind of like outside of their wheelhouse, but don't they? none of them are rated R, though. Disney does not put out rated R flicks, which makes me extremely nervous for the Alien franchise, makes me extremely nervous for the Predator franchise, the Deadpool franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, they now own the Omen series, which granted, nothing's been done with that for a long time. But like, I don't know. Like, it, it's not huge in the horror world. 20th Century Fox didn't dabble too much into it. But um, but yeah, I mean, Alien Predator, the, the two big ones. So it'll be very... I can see Disney really, really double downing on making a cinematic universe like they tried to do in the past. Mm-hmm. Rebooting it. Whoops. Oh, was that you? Yeah, that was, that was both of us. <laughs> that was actually Jay. Oh, that was, that was, was, Jay, <laughs> Jay. was Jay tweeting that the Buzzkill <laughs> podcast is in full effect. <laughs> um, I can see Disney, though, rebooting both franchises, making a giant cinematic universe and going forward again. Mm-hmm. I can just see them doing it, which might be good, but I, I feel you're going to miss out on a lot of what made those two franchises awesome. Mm-hmm. I hate to say it. Um, the, I think the best, you heard this first on the Buzzkill podcast. Weed. Sorry. Um, well, that was going to happen regardless. Um, okay, I feel like I feel as though what Disney needs to do is they need to create a subsidiary. Well, hold on. And do R-rated films underneath it. Disney owned Miramax. 
and Did Miramax they? owned Dimension. So R-rated films that came out on Miramax, Quentin Tarantino's Pulp Fiction, Pulp Fiction. But that was all way before Kill that, Bill though, Volume it? One and Two, Peter Jackson's Heavenly Creatures. Well, let's see here. Uh, going all the way up to 2002, Full Frontal, Steven Soderbergh's Full Frontal. Uh, Dimension Films, The Amityville Horror, 2005. This is all when they were owned by Disney? Yep. Okay. But they put them all under different banners, though. So hopefully what they'll do, though, is that they will release these movies under different banners, not under the Disney banner. Oh, right. Yeah. It's uh, like, like um, who owns Twisted Pictures? Is that Lionsgate? Uh, yeah, I believe so. I, I mean, it's, well, obviously, li- obviously Lionsgate can just do R-rated films, but sure. it's kind of the same thing. Like, as soon as they found out that they were going to be releasing a horror film, they but created Twisted Pictures. What about movies at Deadpool, though? <clears throat> Deadpool is not I a actually, horror movie. It's, it'll be under the Marvel banner. I actually just read a headline. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not going to read the, the whole thing right now, but, yeah. but it just said, Disney is open to R-rated movies, including Deadpool 2. Oh, well, good. Well, good. That, I they, feel like they had they, to put that out there, though. They, they had would, to. They would, they, would be, they would be doing themselves a huge disservice if they didn't release Deadpool 2 as an R-rated well, movie. Disservice, yes, but honest to God, in the scheme of things, that little bit of money from Deadpool they're going to miss out on is nothing compared to what they're That's going not, to make. It's not a little bit of money. There, there are people. I honestly, I think there are enough people who would put up a a, a big enough bitch fit if if Disney bit, got bit fit <laughs> bit <laughs> fit <laughs> if if Disney tried to release a because you can't release a, a anything less than an R rated Deadpool. I agree. It, it, it Trust won't me, work. I agree. There are enough people who would throw throw a fit. To, to where it, I don't know. Well, did you see that? Even uh, Disney being as big and as powerful as they are, I don't months, think that they would ever do that. Months ago, <laughs> when this was rumored, did you see that ad that Ryan Reynolds put out as Deadpool? Um, he was like, he was like, oh, <clears throat> Disney's thinking about buying Fox. I wonder what the fudge that means for me. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. It was, and, but he, but he had a point though. Like I that was I think that came from a legit place of concern though because who knows? I mean, Disney's not known for putting out those kind of movies. And I think that they, I think that Disney is going to have to change their model a little bit, at least with other brands. If they're going to put that Disney logo on it, they're going to have to accept the fact that Disney's no longer just a kid's company. They own enough properties <clears throat> that are very much mature properties. Well, I mean, honestly, if you if you look if you look at the stuff that Disney actually releases under its its own name, like there's some really there's some really adult-oriented jokes as it is. Snow in, White. In, <laughs> I have theories about Snow White, by the way, which I won't get into right now. But um, the Lion King. No, 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 no. I'm I'm talking about I'm talking about newer movies like uh, um, like the newer animated movies that have really adult-oriented jokes and stuff in them. I mean, you've 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 seen these movies. You've heard these jokes that are. Obviously meant for adults. Sure, that's Cause been kids. Because de- kids that's hear been them. Disney they... forever, though. In all fairness. Yeah, but I'm I'm, I'm Wait, saying there like... was a cock on the front of Little Mermaid. By the, <laughs> for Christ's sake! I mean, come on. <laughs> I, I just I don't know. I I I hope that they can adapt, and 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 like you said, like maybe maybe they'll just have different uh, sort of like smaller. Uh, smaller dicks smaller, on the front of them. <laughs> smaller dicks, like small, like smaller production companies under the Disney umbrella that will yeah. handle the R-rated stuff. I don't know. I hope so. Yeah, it would be dumb of them to do anything other than that. I don't know. Like, like make a banner Disney Dicks Incorporated, and that's like their adult R-rated banner. <laughs> Move on to the next piece of news, please. Um, anyway, Disney did shell out though a whopping 
52.4 billion dollars for Fox. Jump change. That's crazy, dude. Um, <laughs> all right, so we like Mike Flanagan. He's a he's a director we enjoy. He's a neat guy. He had a movie called Before I Wake mm-hmm. that he was that he made back in 2013 that has never seen a U.S. release date. Well, guess what? We're finally getting it on January 5th on Netflix. Oh, boom! Nice. Netflix coming through. Uh, this is a movie that he made long before. Um, uh, uh, Oculus and Hush, uh, Ouija, Origins of Evil, Gerald's Game. He's done a lot of stuff recently. Mm-hmm. And I believe this movie was made in 2013, which puts it right before Oculus. I want to say that he... I want to say this was his second... That could be a correction for next week. I want to say this was the second feature, but it never got released. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was to like go rights... Not rights. Or, but I, there was some holdup with, uh, within the studio. Okay. Um, and it never got released, uh, but we're finally getting it. And it looks awesome. I, I urge you all to go on YouTube and look up a trailer for it, because it looks fantastic um but yeah so that's coming out on january 5th just just to do a correction (laughs) just to do a correction on the fly here oh yeah uh he he actually had features prior to that that he directed a studio feature maybe uh i don't don't know know. there's one called make believe one called still life okay fair enough ghosts of hamilton street i don't know I don't know. There's um, stuff. It was an early Mike Flanagan flick. It never was released. Now it's going to be. Speaking of Netflix, Happy? speaking of Netflix, I didn't actually have this in my news, but uh, uh, Ash vs. Evil Dead season one news. and two are now on yep. Netflix, yep. which was, excites me because I can finally watch them. That was next up on my news, actually. So there I you go. Fucking sniped uh, it. Like that. Like that. Uh, yeah. No, that's awesome. Um, and I urge if you've, you've watched them already, watch them again. And give the Netflix plays. Yeah. The Netflix. The Netflix. The Netflix. <laughs> uh, give them plays because uh, season three is coming out in February, but it kind of seems like it's on rocky legs. So if if there's a big boost to the show on Netflix, Netflix might pick it up. So mm-hmm. that could be a good thing. Yep. Um, so, yeah, you sniped that right from me. Sorry. All right. So uh, Get Out and The Shape of Water both snagged Golden Globe nominations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now, we had talked about this uh, a couple weeks back, about how uh, they were being considered for it, mm-hmm. and turns out they both got it, which is fantastic. Uh, Get Out, though, it's still under comedy. Yep. That, that didn't change. They still got it. Um, so that's under for Best uh, Comedy <clears throat> or Musical, and uh, Daniel, I can never say his last name, uh, Daniel Kalula. Kaluuya. Kaluuya. Kaluuya, yeah. Uh, he's up for Best Performance as uh, best uh, in a musical or... Comedy. Comedy. Um, additionally, Guillermo del Toro's The Shape of Water is picking up a shit ton of nominations, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Best Director, Best Performance by an Actress, Best Performance by an Actress in a Supporting Role, Best Performance by an Actor in a Supporting Role, Best Screenplay, and Best Original Score. All nice. for The Shape of Water. Sweet. That's pretty cool. Absolutely. So I actually have a reason to watch the Golden <clears throat> Globes this year. Just some fun stuff. Usually it's just shitty pop movies. <laughs> So that's fun. <laughs> uh, if I may, real quick. You sure can. I actually watched a thing with Jordan Peele today, uh, and it was him addressing different fan theories for uh, for Get Out. He addressed mine once. Did he? Which one? Yes, he did. Which one? Don't just... I asked I you wrote into the mo- I wrote into the movie crypt once, and he answered my question. Oh, that's, I that's see. That's pretty much all I'm talking okay. about. <laughs> um, well, first of all, this is kind of a correction from something that you said on the show when we discussed Get Out. Uh-oh. You said the scene where, uh, what, what was her name? I know it's Allison. Uh, 
Williams, what, what was oh, her, her role, whatever, yeah, yeah, her role, where she was eating the Fruit Loops, yeah, and the whole idea was she wouldn't mix her colors with well, her whites. I I he read said, that somewhere. He I said read that, that somewhere. Oh, okay. Well, so it wasn't my. Maybe it wasn't it was my the, thing. Maybe it was the same thing he read. He said it wasn't an intentional move to say that she was not mixing colored with colors with whites. He said it was just she was this weird, sick, twisted person who had this but bizarre it, way of but eating. But it works, so, though. It does work, though. Yeah, Did he, he admit he, that? He no, wrote? he said, oh, yeah, that's really interesting. That's what was cool is, like, he... Because, like, this next one I'm going to say, uh, he actually accepted this, and he's like, I'm, I'm going to just go on record now, even though I didn't intend for it to be this. I'm going to go on record as saying I, I fully subscribe to this theory. And it was that Get Out is actually a... Um, a sequel to being John Malkovich, because uh, you, you got to Ka- run me th- run me through this one. Catherine get it. Catherine Keener, who plays the mom in Get Out, okay, is also in Being John Malkovich, okay. And at the end of Being John, I haven't seen this movie in so long, so I uh, I've never seen it, so <clears throat> it's really good. Um, at the end of at the end of Being John Malkovich, Catherine Keener and uh, her character and uh, uh, her significant other are uh, raising a child who uh it, it basically has the mind of somebody else like because okay. that's the whole thing is like being john malkovich there's this doorway that literally leads into his brain where you can control him okay so it's it's this whole idea of they figured out that they could uh effectively get into someone's brain and control their body so over the course of time, they adapted their techniques and figured out that by doing a certain surgery, you could put somebody's consciousness into somebody else's brain. Okay. They moved out to the sticks. They changed their names, and they decided to start doing it. This, this is way. all John Malkovich. This it sounds eerily no, 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 familiar. This is, no, this is mixing the two now. Oh, oh, okay. But okay. I'll, I'll show you the video later. It's it, it's worth watching. I'm, I I didn't write it all down, but basically the what I was trying to get at, it was pretty cool that Jordan Peele basically said... I accept this, and I'm going to go on record as saying, yes, we could officially call Get Out a, a sequel to being John Malkovich. That's weird, okay. Or not a sequel, but being... Spiritual successor. Being connected, like, in the same universe. Sure, so, sure, sure. That's pretty cool. Huh. I kind of feel like I need to watch Being John Malkovich now. I, I probably should have done that before today. It's, such a, <laughs> it's such a weird, quirky movie. Like, I, I remember, because at the time, I didn't really know who John Malkovich was, so then I learned who he was. I learned that he was a real person, he was a real actor, and I was like, what a weird movie. Like, they're, it, It's very meta. I was going to say, it's kind of <laughs> like a, an early early example of being meta. All right, have you ever heard of the global phenomenon <clears throat> known as Dietrich Vegas and Luke, uh, like Mike? Uh, no, none, well, this, of, those, this news none gonna, of those words sound familiar to me. This <laughs> news is going to mean nothing to you then. But um, Rise of the Living Dead, uh, the prequel to Night of the Living Dead being mm-hmm. done by Cameron Romero. Yeah. Just cast their first casting. Mm-hmm. Cast their first cast casting. Their first, casting. Their first actor. Uh, Dimitri from that show, which none of us know, so it's not really news. Moving on. From what show? Dimitri Vegas and Like Mike. Oh. Apparently, apparently that's a show. <laughs> I was really banking on the fact that you knew what it was because I, I sure as shit didn't. Uh, hey, gay, a guy named Dimitri was cast in Rise of the Living Dead, so there you go. Um, don't expect Stranger Things 3 until 2019. Womp womp. Really? Why? Um, I guess uh, basically everyone's busy and mm-hmm. it takes a long time to get the scripts in shape. Everybody's and, becoming uh, everybody's becoming big stars now. Yeah, I mean it's it's gonna take a little longer between projects now. Yeah, it well, makes sense. In all with, fairness, with like, you David can't be mad Har- at it. With David Harbour signing on for uh, Hellboy, Hellboy, yep. and I'm sure which looks bad. 
I'm sure Finn Wolfhard's probably tangled up in the second It chapter and now. Lo- and lots of, like, 16-year-old girls. Like, he's probably <laughs> cleaning house right now. <laughs> creepy. <laughs> he's, like, 14. That's yeah. not creepy. <laughs> I don't know, but you saying it is weird. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah. So, I, you know, it makes sense, though. You know, they had two seasons out back-to-back. You know, back-to-back years. It's, it's a lot to expect a show like that to go every single year. So, yeah. whatever. I get it. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, Pet Cemetery has a release date of April 19th, 2019. Pet Cemetery. Yep. Who's directing that one? Uh, the guys. That, I don't have their names in front of me, but um, they are the guys from uh, uh, Starry Eyes. The guys that did that movie. Oh. Which was amazing. Yeah. I... I used to know their names. I can't think. Yeah, of I don't. It it's a duo. I don't know their names offhand. <clears throat> uh, I probably should. Uh, but Sorry Eyes was fantastic. I expect nothing less from Pet Cemetery. Uh, so yeah, April nineteenth. That's cool. it's obviously going to get pushed back to like December twenty twenty. <laughs> so take that for what it is. Um, okay, so you liked Troll Hunter, correct? Uh, I've never seen the whole thing. You liked what you saw? Uh, I don't know. No. Well, you you and I you and I had like. We got a, a very solid recommendation from a friend of ours mm-hmm. who told us for like a couple of years to watch it. And then you and I sat down to watch yeah. it and it wasn't exactly what we were expecting. I didn't and like then it. we both fell asleep. Yeah. You've never I, seen the whole thing. No, I did not like what I saw though. Like honestly, <laughs> God, I'll be I'm gonna be honest with you, I did not like what I saw. <clears> I've I, I maybe it was the hype that did it for us too. Maybe going into it not knowing what to expect might have been better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was very overhyped for the both of us. That being said, the uh, autopsy of Jane Doe got rave reviews. Yeah, uh, another movie that neither of us have seen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on it. But a lot of people have, so we're <clears throat> speaking on behalf of the people that have have seen more stuff than us. Hey, people, there's a lot of stuff to see. We can't see it all. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, though, the the director of Troll Hunter and the autopsy of Jane Doe, same guy is directing Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Oh. He got the job for the adaptation of Scary Stories. Really? So, take that for what it is. I'm okay with it. Uh, Autopsy was critical and, you know, met critical success, and that's awesome. As did Troll Hunter, we just didn't really find, I think, the, the likeness that everybody else did to it. Which is fine. Not, I want to. I want to rewatch it. Like I, we literally only made it like twenty minutes into the movie. My problem was the trolls. The trolls looked dumb. Like to me, like it was a weird combination of like like storybook looking trolls in a real life environment, and it just didn't work for me. So I will rewatch it, but it didn't work for me when we first saw it. Well, like I said, I think you and I both went into it expecting something different. But now that I know what to expect, I'd like to go into it with sure. fresh eyes. You know sure. what I mean? Um. Well, yeah, anyway, him, uh, Andre Overdahl, I think I'm saying his name wrong, but I'm just going to go with it. Andre Overdahl, uh, he has been tapped to direct Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. So, cool. Pretty awesome. If you liked <clears throat> those two movies, I'm sure a lot of people have seen, then this is probably exciting news for you, but we suck. I'm so. kind of, that's, I, being, I, I don't know, I'm, I, it's it's cool. I, I like the fact that it's getting an adaptation, because that's, that's awesome, but... That's a it's a huge part of my childhood, so I'm I'm kind of like protective of it, and I'm like, yeah. if you fuck it up, it's I'm gonna not like you. Yep. I feel like though, because especially arc- with like trying to trying to trying to capture what Stephen Gamble did with his illustrations on film. Remember the um the night, that's gonna be tough. Remember the wraiths from Lord of the Rings. Yes. They look like Neil Gaiman. 
or Neil. What, what's his name? What's his name? <laughs> Stephen Gamble. Stephen Gamble. They look like a Neil Gaiman. I'm an idiot. <laughs> you look like a Neil Gaiman. I know. Stephen Gamble, though. They do. <laughs> Think of those, the, the wraiths from Lord of the Rings. Uh, yeah. They have that wispy sort of look to them. like. Well, actually, too, I'm thinking of uh, the Bloody Cuts guys. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. What was the short that we watched? The Don't Move. Yep. Yep. And that was... Uh, yeah, that that creature. That was we a should, uh, Cliff Cliff Wallace. Is that his name? I believe so. Yeah. Anyway, that creature, the way that looked, it was almost like smoke. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying though. It's that wispiness. Yeah. You know, we should start. We should start a thing. Bloody cuts needs to make scary stories. Mm. Mm-hmm. Not many of those except guys for somebody else effects. is already doing it. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I got one last uh, one last thing. We talked <clears> last <throat> week about how Tarantino might write and direct a Star Trek movie. Yeah. We got more news on that. Apparently, um, this is going full ahead, and Tarantino met with a group of writers and to pitch ideas back and forth to narrow down who he wants to write the movie. And apparently the guy that is in the front runner is the dude that wrote The Revenant with Leonardo DiCaprio. He's in the front running to write it. And Tarantino struck a deal with J.J. Abrams and Paramount where they promise he can make an R-rated Star Trek film. Nice. What the fuck world do we live in right now? <laughs> like seriously, where what world do we live in where we're getting a Tarantino directed R rated Star Trek film? We live in a world where uh, net, I just don't get it. We live in a world where net neutrality is dead. Uh, you know what? We do. We do. We do. <laughs> Sorry. Spock, I don't know what you're talking about with the pussy. I just I needed I needed to <laughs> That's what I'm expecting from a Tarantino movie. <laughs> It's got to have Samuel L. Jackson in there somewhere, right? Uh, yeah, but I can't do a Samuel L. <laughs> Juice? That was a good one. Samuel L. Jackson as Spock. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, anyway, is that it? I uh, Do you want to hear Blu-ray releases? I do. We skipped those. I do. All right. Uh, I'm going to get through these quick. Quickly, we have, yeah. yeah. All right. 1969's Fangs of the Living Dead is getting a Scream Factory Blu-ray release on March 6th. 2018. I'm not hitting you with any of the special features because I never do. Fucking. <laughs> and you should expect that by now. John Carpenter films. Yes. Scream Factory, Steelbook, yeah. Blu-rays. Prince of Darkness. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Uh, Assault on Precinct 13, Prince of Darkness, Scream Factory, March 27th, 2018. I'm pretty sure Scream Factory is just putting out every John Carpenter movie now like twice. Good. Just do it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes, sir. Uh, this one is exciting for you. The Burbs. Yes. Fuck yes. Scream Factory is doing The Burbs, and I'm so excited. Probably one of my favorite genre comedies. I'm not going to call it a horror comedy, because it's not really horror, but it's a genre enough. Well, this, it's a this, genre comedy. This one's actually coming out under Shout Factory. See, there you go, the, the, because it's not the, really uh, horror. Right. Is um, it a Shout Select? Um, I don't know. It might be sure a shot select, but regardless, it doesn't matter. Uh, the Burbs is one of my favorite guilty, not even a guilty pleasure. No, right? not it's, a guilty, it's just a good movie. It's one of those movies that was on like TNN all the time when I was a kid. It was either it was either the Burbs or TNT. TNT. It was either the Burbs or Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> every every fucking day, it was one of those two <laughs> movies. And I grew and oh fuck, I love that movie. If you've not seen it. Just no, die. It's, it's, I don't know. It's <laughs> fantastic. Tom Hanks is in it. Uh, it's, uh, it's Corey a... Feldman. Pizza dude. <laughs> Come on. 
Uh, so Carrie Fisher's in it. Yep. Um, <laughs> I love I I reference Corey Feldman over Carrie Fisher. <laughs> <laughs> Um, is that, that's a Joe Dante movie, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, it's fantastic. It's um, so that's good. coming out on Shout Factory Blu-ray Collector's Edition, March 20th, 2018. Guess what March 19th is? What's that? My birthday. I, I was going to say Guess what that. you're not getting for your birthday because I'm going to buy it for myself. The <laughs> <laughs> The Burbs Shout Factory Collector's Edition mm, Blu-ray. That's the one. Screw you, man. Um, all right. Next up, I'll we've got... Um, and keep both. <laughs> Uh, I'm actually, that looks to be out of our region, so I'm not going to say that. <laughs> Whoops. Um, Friday the 13th Blu-ray collection is now up for pre-order. Corruption. That's, Cor- what, that, that's what you meant, <laughs> because I, it is. Because co- it is. Collection. Corruption. Corruption. <laughs> uh, it's up for pre-order. We talked yeah. about it last week. Um, now you can currently get it, uh... On, Am- on Amazon. Yeah, it's yeah. it's fuck that. We said we talked about this last week. Fuck that set. Actually, the uh, artwork for that set is the was, worst thing I've ever. I was going to say I'm, so I'm looking at the cover art right now, and I really don't like it. It looks like one of those cheap like two dollar bin movies that you would yep. get like yep. in one yep. of those crappy cardboard bins hanging yep. out in the middle of my. This is this is basically the studio saying we don't care about this movie. Get some guy to make this for five bucks on the street. Mm, that's the artwork for it. It sucks. Um, I'm let's... done with it. All right, Jigsaw, 4K HD, Blu-ray, DVD, and digital HD comes out January 23rd, 2018. So if you haven't seen it yet, you can see it on January 23rd. Well, actually, digital January 9th, and then out on uh, physical physical copies January 23rd. So then you can see it, and then you can listen to our retrospective and just have a damn good time. Jigsaw is doing pretty well. Uh, They just crossed the $100 million mark worldwide with Jigsaw, and it... Just crossed, or is about to cross, seven hundred million. Oh my god! Worldwide, that's crazy. That's awesome. That is nuts numbers. Nuts numbers. <laughs> nuts numbers. One, two, <laughs> nuts numbers. All right. Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre three, coming to Blu-ray in twenty eighteen. Uh, that's it. It doesn't have a. It doesn't have a solid release date yet. It's just finally coming to Blu-ray. And that's all you really need to know. All right. Unless, unless you're interested in getting an ugly Christmas sweater that's based off of the Ghostbusters Blu-ray cover. Because you can get that right now at Walmart. Nah. Okay. We're not interested <laughs> in that. Fuck uh, you, Walmart. Yep. I think that's it. All right. Boom! That was the news! All right. So uh, we've spent way too long talking about stuff that oh, isn't shit. our topic. Yep. Uh, so we're going to get into the tofu. And talk about some snow food. It's about to get cold in here. Throughout this, you'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. Gentlemen. Yes. Yes, Michael. You've been stuck outside in the freezing cold. Mm-hmm. I was earlier because you motherfuckers wouldn't let me in. <laughs> <laughs> Not by the hair on my chinny chin chin. We felt like you were going to die uh, in the freezing cold. Yeah. Um, like, legitimately, have you ever been outside to where um, you actually, I need to get inside because I'm losing feeling and everything? I don't think so. No? To be honest. 
I don't. I don't feel like I've ever actually th- felt like my life was in danger. I have. You have? Yeah. What happened? Uh, I was in Boy Scouts, and um, this isn't like some weird sex story. I promise. Um, <laughs> but we, I was earning a merit badge. Uh, <laughs> Go on. In in deep throating. <laughs> Uh, so we had to build igloos. Mm-hmm. Now, I've done this two years in a row. Our first igloo uh, was amazing. Uh, it, it looked like your stereotypical uh, igloo, just not, instead of ice blocks, was made of snow. You a giant, massive, like, nine-foot snow, like, nine-by-12-foot snow mound. It takes all day to build it, right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And you hollow it out. You hollow out the shit out of it. There was five of us dudes that were inside of it. I was sleeping outside of my sleeping bag because we were sweating. Mm-hmm. So hot. Like, the, the heat just from the body heat, you know, like, just... Hot, sweaty dudes. It, just craziness, right? This is, this is still going the in a weird year, The following year, though, we did one <laughs> where you're supposed to, like, take these uh, snow blocks, like, bricks that you make out of snow, and build, like, a, a, a structure out of it, and then you put a tarp over top or whatever and cover that with snow, and it's supposed to be, like, kind of the same deal. So it was an igloo with a tarp. Sort of, sort of. Uh, well, ours didn't work, and we, me and the guy that were staying in there, my, my buddy, we woke up at, like, 3 in the morning, shivering to the point where we were literally, like, not hallucinating, but like we were not good. Like we were, our body temps were crazy low, mm-hmm. and uh, we had to hike back about a quarter of a mile to the barracks at the uh, Grayling uh, uh, military facility where we were staying at. And it was yeah, it was bad. Like I've, you guys I've, went all the way to Grayling for Boy, Boy Scouts. Yeah, yep. really. Yeah, we stayed in the army base that was there. I was I was in Weeblows for about six weeks, so that was that was the extent of my. Uh, you know, my... clearly you don't know what good sex is. <laughs> <laughs> so the the igloo building was fun but cold. <laughs> yes. Good no, man, we, we we stayed. Uh, no, we stayed there. We got, we legitimately were like on the verge of like hypothermia. And I've had it before, so I know what it, what it feels like. Hypothermia. We were, yeah, we were we were pretty fucking close from being out in the out in the uh, elements. Hmm. Pretty crazy. Don't I don't recommend it to anybody. Don't go it's... out like searching that out. And so that was in, where was that again? Uh, those in Grayling. Grayling. Oh, okay. Right up by Gaylord. Right up there. <laughs> right up by. <laughs> right, right, right up there. <laughs> so, so hold on. Let me get this straight. So you were a, a boy of what? Scouts. 10, 10 12? Uh, probably in my teens. 14. In, boys, this is Boy Scouts. So yeah, and teenagers. And your scout leader. 15, 14, 15. And your scout leader sent two of you young lads a, a, a mile out into the middle of nowhere to trust you to build a shelter. Well... In all fairness, and in then all fairness, survive a winter night. We built the shelter. This seems, we we seems built the shelter with other people around, and they deemed it good. Clearly, they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. <laughs> where did it fail? Because if the igloo that you built was so warm on the inside, where did this thing fail? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, the igloo that we <laughs> built was completely surrounded by snow. In all fairness, and so when it gets hot in there, though, the inside of the igloo ices over, and yeah. that just reflects yeah, your body just keeps heat. So your breathing in, right? and your body heat just naturally makes it hot. Sure. Um, being that the one that we made with a tarp, I probably had, <laughs> probably, well, no, honestly, it wasn't a great idea. Like we didn't think it was a great idea, but like, uh, it probably, it clearly had holes in it where you, air could get in. It just wasn't, the hot air was leaving you oh. know, hmm. and all that. So it just wasn't a great idea. There's a way to do it that we probably were just wrong about. We probably did it wrong in fairness, but this explains, this explains your, your completely irrational fear of igloos. I I suddenly feel like I know you so much better now. I have one of those. <laughs> yes, you do. Oh, <laughs> I thought I had an irrational fear of <clears throat> your 
glues. What? Let's talk about movies now. <laughs> okay, so the first movie we're going to talk about after... Uh, thanks for sticking around for an hour. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> the uh, fuck are we doing tonight? <laughs> we're going to talk about Frozen from yeah. 2010. Let me ask you the one question. The Adam Green movie. How not... have we not talked about an Adam Green movie up until now? Are you are you totally I'm sure about sure. that? I I think back to his filmography. We I talk about him all the time because I'm pretty, I'm a greenophile. Like I'll I'll admit it. Uh, I love Adam Green. I love everything that he's done. I think that he's one of those directors that that <clears throat> understands horror for the people that grew up in our age group. You know, like what we like from the '80s, what we like from now. Like he's kind of he's one of those dudes that has his kind of finger on the pulse. Right. And he makes really good movies. Right. Well, so he's a I huge like his horror stuff a fan himself, so he sure. makes the type of movies that he would want to watch. Exactly. Um. I'm just yeah, shocked that we haven't talked about one of his flicks until I, I know we've been waiting to do Hatchet. Like we'll do that Hatchet series at some point in time. Yeah, we literally um, haven't, have we? No, I'm looking like, at his Marrow. Right Marrow will be a really good movie to do for when we do um, like docu type movies. It's not really a documentary, but it's shot like it's one. I think um, I think back when our format was a little sloppier, when we didn't always watch the same movies, you may have talked about Chillerama. Maybe. But, but that's not just the giant a, sperm monster. That's not just an Adam Green movie, though. So it's <laughs> no, no, it's not. So yeah, this is a uh, this is officially our first Adam Green movie we're talking about, and um, I was excited to finally watch this one because I've I've heard about it for a I, long oh, you've time. Oh, you never seen it? No, this oh, is my shit. first time watching it, and I've you know I listened to the movie crypt, so I've heard them talk about it a ton. Well, I've, what did you think? I've heard you talk about it a ton. Well, this is um, I really love this kind of movie, um, like where to 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 be able to take a movie and and basically make the the bulk of the movie happen in one tiny location yep and still make it really interesting and really uh suspenseful yeah is incredible if um, like if, the mo- uh, just to compare it to another movie that I really loved have you ever watched the movie um Buried. Oh yeah, with Ryan Reynolds. With Ryan Reynolds, yeah, where he's so. in a coffin. Well, that movie's even more one place because literally that he's, that movie does not do. It is the, the you that never, movie does not move from his casket yeah, you, underground. You never that leave the casket ever. It's incredible. You hear people on the phone and this that, but they never cut camera. Right, and it's amazing. That, yeah. Oh, I love that. We, and the, and we and need I, to do I, that movie for. Uh, Oh, absolutely! Yeah, like space. Yeah, definitely. And I, I love that kind of movie, and 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 I love this movie just the same because he managed to take a movie where you, you have you have three three characters who are stuck on a chairlift, which, which is, I'm sure anybody who skis or snowboards can kind of relate to this, to this fear a little bit, like this just this idea of being stuck on a chairlift. Yeah, and uh, he took it, and and I've never been on a chairlift before. I, I like I've never it. been to a ski resort before. I've I never like, gone skiing. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not that kind of outdoorsy kind of guy. I guess, yeah. But well, you you like to camp and stuff like sure, that. Sure, sure. But, but like, they, like winter sports, though. I've never been into that. So um, I like riding chairlifts, but I can definitely I can definitely understand where like this is this is a terrifying thought of being stuck on a chairlift. You're in this case, they were about fifty feet off the ground, yeah. which I've been on chairlifts that were hundreds of feet off the ground. I'm surprised for safety reasons they haven't like put seatbelts on the chairlifts nowadays. Well, they have a. They have a, a safety bar that swings down. A lot oh, of people. It's lot kind of people, like the bar they would get on like the tilt whirl and the uh, carnival. Uh, yeah, it's exactly. Like it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't like come down onto your lap or anything. It just kind of hovers over you, and uh, it's. Mind you, it was a like lot eight to pe- ten years ago, but they didn't have that at Pine Knob. You're just sitting there on a chair, and you're like, I could just fall to my death at any second. Oh yeah, yeah. And most <laughs> and a people, lot of people probably jumped to get like a good. 
down the hill, right? Uh, I've actually uh, you've our, seen people that do that before. Our, our buddy Ryan Walter, uh, the captain, he's a yeah. he's an, uh, a captain. pilot. He used to be an airline pilot. Now he flies a, a private jet for a company up in Bad X. But he used to just he would just jump off like we'd we'd be like 30, 35 feet off the ground. But if there was a a big enough uh, incline, a, a big enough base of powder, it's it's like hitting a pillow. So yeah. he'd just fucking. He'd be talking to us, and all of a sudden he'd be like, "All right, see ya," and he'd just jump <laughs> off. We're like, "What the fuck?" No wolves, though. No wolves. No, <laughs> not in uh, not in mid Michigan. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, this is a, a just a, a lot of I'm, cougars, a, though. I'm sure. Sh- yeah. <laughs> and bunnies and bunnies, snow bunnies. I'm sure you can figure out after us talking about it a little bit. But uh, the story of this movie is three skiers who are stranded on a chairlift are forced to make life or death choices, which prove more perilous than staying put and freezing to death. To put it in layman's terms, this movie's about three people who get stuck on a chairlift and they fucked. Yeah, they fucked. That's <laughs> pretty much fucked. it. They, um, uh, they talk their way onto a ski lift at the very end of the day uh, when there's not supposed to be anybody coming or anybody going back up the mountain because there's a big storm coming. Right. They sweet talk because Emma Bell's hot as shit. <laughs> they sweet talk their way back onto the ski lift. They go up. And through a mix-up of communications, they shut the ski lift down before they get to the top. Well, did you recognize that uh, this this situation that they find themselves in, everything leading up to it was almost uh, like a final destination sort of setup? It was, you're right. Because uh, there, were, there were so many factors that went into them ending up stuck on this chairlift. Yeah. There was, uh, uh, well, first of all, they, they, did, they did something that I've done many, many times at Boyne Mountain, which is... We'll go to the the furthest lift over on the side of the mountain and try and get on that lift without actually having our lift tickets, because mm-hmm. it's easier to just get up on that lift and then go down the main hill, work your way over to the main hill to where you can buy your tickets. Sure. These people didn't have any intention of actually buying tickets, but um, so then when they're talking to the guy at the very end of the night, they're like, "Can't we just do one more run? Let us do one more run." And he's already put the flag on the the chair that signals to the person at the top of the mountain that that's the final chair yep so now they're sitting behind that flag quite a ways so there's a part where he says where he says to the guy he radio the guy at the top radios down to the guy at the bottom and says last chair just went through we're clear well he also says too though when they get on though the guy that uh they sweet talked uh he tells he lets them up as be really quick straight down no 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 dilly dallying, mm-hmm. if you will but then he gets taken away from his post because of some discrepancy in in his job or whatever. And he tells the guy there's three more people coming down. Right. Well, there's already three people coming Headed down. down the hill. So, and they pass underneath these three so who he are did, on the chairlift. So he did tell them. It's just that he, I don't think that he, I think he forgot there was other three people at the top. Well, well, he could. I mean, you know? he, he doesn't count the people who go up. So that's why I'm saying it's almost that's, kind well, of a, sure. it's, it's almost kind of a final destination thing because not only did they sit behind the flag that signals signaled the last uh, occupied seat, yeah. but then there was a shift change or whatever where another guy came in. He told that guy, "There's three more people up there, so make sure you wait for them." But then there just happened to be three other snowboarders coming down at the same time. So as soon as that guy saw those three snowboarders, he's like, oh, yep, yeah, that's it. I can shut they, it down. And they, and they shut everything down. <laughs> well, meanwhile, these three schmucks are stuck. Halfway at up the hill. 50 feet in the mm-hmm. air. 
and that's and that's where the story starts. So, yeah. So this movie's not. Uh, we mentioned Buried with Ryan Reynolds. This mm-hmm. movie's not the kind of movie where it just starts and stops in the same place. There's a lead up to it. Uh, and a little bit of a lead out to it, but pretty, the, the, pretty short. I'm, I would say eighty percent of the movie though takes place yeah, literally definitely. on a ski lift, right? Um, and it's genius. It's it's kind of a genius movie. Um, well, it was all it was all shot completely practical. Yeah, there was 100% no hundred percent practical. There was no green screen. There was no CG. Um, there's there's parts involving wolves in this movie. They didn't use CG wolves nope. or anything. It was all real <laughs> trained trained wolves. They did, however, at one point in time. They had a trained wolf that was supposed to do the initial bite on his arm. Mm-hmm. That wolf died like two nights before they were supposed to well, that, make it. That was actually a dog that was supposed to do that. It was a German shepherd. Well, it was shepherd. a German shepherd that died, though. That looks it looks like died, a wolf. It died two nights before they <laughs> before they uh, did that shot. So if you pay attention to it, though, it's actually a border collar right. that actually bites his arm. <laughs> yeah. but, and and I, I've seen this movie a handful of times, mm-hmm. um, and I knew that was coming up. I knew that it was border collar because it's it, they talk about this on the making of, on the right. DVD. And um, I was watching for it. Dude, you can't tell. I mean, maybe if you paused it right at the right time and you like really like studied like the face of the canine, you might be able to. But like, they did a really good job of hiding the fact that's not a wolf that bites him. That's that uh, Ed Marks editing, man. Ed Marks. Man. Adam, Adam Green has uh, for. I mean, he's not. I you know he's not like a a big time director. He does he does some really cool movies and stuff, but he's definitely not like a. A well-known Hollywood director, but he's managed to surround himself with people in the industry who are so good at what they do. Yep. I mean, he's really good at what he does, but all the people he works with are are so incredible at what they do, and and a lot of times, like he's working with he's working with people who uh, have a pedigree. I mean, like sure. Uh, um, I know that he, not in this movie, but he, a lot of times he works with Bear McCreary yep. for his music. For his music, yep. And Bear McCreary does like all the Walking Dead stuff. He's sure. he's an amazing composer. Bear, dude, Bear McCreary does everything. That I, guy is fuck. I do want to say though, the guy who did the music for this movie, uh, Andy Garfield, he's worked with um, Spider Man. No, not Andrew Garfield. <laughs> Andy Garfield. Uh, this this the music in this movie made the movie. Sure. It was so. Well, it was, movie it was where, so well done. In a movie where you're you're focused on one scene for eighty mm-hmm. percent of the movie, though, the music is it's everything. It's paramount. Yeah. Like oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's huge. Yeah, mm-hmm. that that's what sets the tone. That's what changes the tone of the scenes when you're in the same scene. You right. Know? Yeah. No, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, well, so and, I, and, and and Will Barrett. Will Barrett is the director of photography who he's he's um, always worked with. He's amazing. How much do you know about the making of this movie? Uh, just just bits and pieces, it's not as much as you. Insane, the making of this movie. So, well, I mean, before like, we get, like I said, it's all practical. So, it's, yeah. they're actually shooting the, fifty feet in the what air. What they had a... to do to get the practical shots is yeah. nuts. Like what? Um, but well, before we before we get there, I do want to point this out. Uh, there's three main actors. You have Sean Ashmore, Emma Bell, and Kevin Zegers. Mm-hmm. Uh, these these three carried this movie because they had to. Quite frankly, they're mm-hmm. the only people you see for eighty percent of the movie. But like, uh. They're incredible. Yeah. They really are incredible. Uh, Emma Bell, this is her first movie, and she fucking crushes yeah, it. Yeah, she was really good. So good. She was also the very first person... Excuse me. Very first person... <laughs> she's the very first person that tried out for the role, and they tried out dozens of other people. And then they and went they, right back they, to her. They kept comparing everyone to her, mm-hmm. and she's amazing. Yeah. Uh, and, and Green got who he, who, uh, he wanted. Um, Sean Ashmore and Kevin Zegers, the two main leads, they're best friends in like real life. They mm-hmm. grew up together. 
So yeah. like you have already this 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 repertoire between these two characters. They're barely acting. Like, it'd be like if me and you were acting in a show. Oh wait, no, we did that. No, it's terrible. <laughs> um, it'd be like if two really good actors, these two, were best friends and and, uh, and did a like no. They but you can see it in their performances. Right. They're friends. Yeah, you can tell. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. There's certain things where you act, and there's certain things where it's natural. Yeah, and the the camaraderie between these two people, it's. Which, natural which like, I, it is which, what it is which I think served uh, the dynamic between the three of them yes. even better because uh, she was the outsider well she was the third wheel yep. like and and you could tell that because you had these two best friends who they know everything about each other they've yep. been best friends since first grade and now all of a sudden there's this chick who is just kind of around and yeah. Sean Ashmore Sean Ashmore's Ash, Ashmore <laughs> Sean Ashmore's character Joe is just completely put off by this entire he's thing. He's not put off by I don't think he's so much put off he's by a little it non, as much as like, he's a little nonplus to have her around on you know this is like a this is a trip that him and his buddy take together. Yeah, sure, sure. So uh by the way It's like his, when your wife goes everywhere with us. <laughs> Love you, Aaron. <laughs> By the way, his his character Joe Lynch. Yeah, yeah. His character's name is Joe Lynch, who is Joe Lynch. Joe who Lynch, who's actually the, in the movie. <laughs> Joe Lynch, the director, who's best friends with Adam Green in real life, and uh, they actually had a small cameo in the movie. Green as Green well. and Lynch are behind them in the 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 snow lift behind. Motherfuckers, go on. No, what the hell was I saying? No, I think it's literally just Joe Lynch has a dumb look <laughs> on his face, and Adam Green goes, "Oh no, what the hell." <laughs> It's so good. They're kind of out of place, really. Who it's cares? Like, I, I love it. You look at Joe Lynch, it's like, that guy's not going skiing. <laughs> uh, no, but I but I, I love director cameos, though. And I oh, love, yeah. Like, yeah. Me too. And, and one of the things about this movie that I love is every single character in this movie is named after a friend of Adam Green. Mm. I don't know if you noticed that or not. I did, yeah. Every Even uh, the girl's name, Parker. Dave Parker. Dave Parker. The director. Dan Walker is named after Spook, Spooky, Spooky Dan. Dan. Yep. Yeah. They actually even say, that's really spooky, Dan. <laughs> uh, and he's a dude out in LA that they collaborate with all mm-hmm. the time. Like, like every, literally everybody. Kane Hodder has a cameo. Joel David Moore has a voice cameo. Dee Snyder has a voice cameo. Mm-hmm. Adam Green's old band, Holliston, has a cameo. Uh, Haddonfield. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. Like, you, just, you just said Holliston. Or, or sorry, sorry, Haddonfield. Yeah. My, my apologies. However, though, it was called Holliston Mountain. Right. Or Mount Holliston, whatever. Yeah. Uh, That's what I like about Adam Green movies. He he injects so much about his real life into, really does. into what he does. And not only that, but he's, he's kind of a, you know those method actors? Yeah. He's the equivalent of a method actor, but in director form. He's a, he's a method director. Because I I, I I read that like because his three main actors were basically stuck up on this uh, chairlift for hours at a time during shooting, he wouldn't use the bathroom. Yeah, because he wanted to go through the same like pain and suffering that they were. Going well, he just through. didn't think it was fair. And and in all fairness, uh, we we started talking about this before, and now we can segue <clears> into <throat> it. Is the way that they shot this movie? Mm. Um, so the. Three actors were literally fifty feet in the air for the entire shoot, Just and every single up, time yeah. they would get the uh, the lighting wrong, they would have to go all the way around the loop, <clears throat> really oh, back. Wow. Yeah, because those the chairs don't go backwards. Yes, so, they do. Well, 
they had not, <laughs> this one was from the 70s though like this wasn't a really old chairlift i don't think that it did i think it moved in one direction and that was pretty much it mm. because they talked about in the special features like when they if they got the lighting wrong they'd go all the way back around just to set it back up again so regardless of what that means that's what they went through um that being said though the uh the way that they shot this movie the camera was obviously up on like a huge crane to get it to to the height that it needed the to be camera at. wasn't on a crane it was they basically you had uh the chair the chair that um the three actors were in and then the chair in front of it is about uh, i don't know like 15 yards away or something like that and then they they affixed this like giant hanging contraption that held all the camera equipment in between the two chairs so the people who were which ended up most of the time being uh will barrett and adam green because they all the other guys who were uh like all the other camera operators on on the set were too nervous about shooting at that height they would sit in the chair in front of the actors and they turned around and they were why are you looking at me like that why are you looking at me? <laughs> Please continue. Please are you continue. About to, are you about to school me on some things? Please continue. They would they would basically turn around and there was this giant hanging contraption like a, a it was kind of like the the same kind of chairlift uh, setup except for with all the camera equipment hanging from it. You're half right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to school you, motherfucker. Well, um, not really, because you said that the camera was on a giant crane, yeah, so well, I kind of just schooled it, because, you. No, no, because it was. Actually, uh, Adam Green and Joe Lynch just did a 48-hour marathon mm -hmm. uh, that they do every year for Save the Yorkies, yeah. which I listened to uh, as much as I possibly can. And um, Will Barrett was on, yeah. and they talked about the making of Holliston. Or, God, I keep saying Holliston. The making of Frozen. I just really want Holliston to come back, I think. That's all it is. Um, so the making of Frozen, they talked Amen about it. No, they did shoot on a crane. Yeah. Uh, they did do hanging stuff, too. You're not wrong. That apparatus that you're talking about, they did use. Mm -hmm. But majority of the film, though, was actually shot on a crane. And uh, they were talking about um, the most trying times that they had made making a film. And the story they told is that when they were shooting Frozen... I don't, no, no, it's true. They did I'm do that. I'm just showing yeah. you the contraption that I'm talking about. When they were shooting Frozen, though, they <clears throat> had to hike this massive 50-foot crane, basically. Mm -hmm. up. I mean, it wasn't 50-foot, but like this massive like camera crane up the mountain because there was no easy way to get up there. And it took them nearly a week to get this thing up there because every time they'd get like 30 feet, it would dig into the snow. Oh. And they had to dig, the, dig it back out. And, they, and it was basically like 30 feet by 30 feet to get really? up here. It took them all week. So they get up there. Uh-huh. It's not tall enough. It's not tall enough to get the shots they want. So what they had to do is they had to then drag a massive platform all the way up the mountain. Really? And then put this platform underneath the crane. And the way that they made it stable is by plowing snow underneath the platform to make it stable. Really? Well, the problem is, is that during, even though they were having massive like whiteouts, mm -hmm. it got warm one day and the snow started to melt. And this entire platform with a crane on top of it started to sink. started to melt. Yeah. And what happened was it started to, to, to shift. <laughs> and the only two people that felt comfortable going up there were Green and uh, Will Barrett. Will Barrett, yeah. And so the two of them shot this thing from on top of this platform while like the snow was like shifting and melting it was a crazy ordeal to get this movie shot it was nuts so this wasn't a, it wasn't a remote operated thing 
No, it well, was they, like they no. actually. It was like a like a cherry picker, basically. basically. Like they had to be up in the. There's. I haven't seen any pictures from it from uh, the couple stories that I've heard uh, this past weekend and beforehand that they yeah. talked about. Yeah, it sounds like they're basically up there manning the camera. Now with this setup that I'm looking at right now, with the the thing that I was describing, yes, where it's like the the platform that's hanging between the two chairs. Um, why would you really need to do? I, I'm just what like. Did they explain why they needed the crane? Much well, because most of the movie is shot with with a lot of space on either side of the chairlift, mm-hmm. and so you can't be that close. I mean, with a wide angle lens, you could. Mm, it wouldn't look. That, it wouldn't look right, though. I don't know. I'm not a fucking filmmaker. I don't know, dude. Like, stop <laughs> asking me. I just know. I, I just know how they made the movie. I don't. It just seems like it just seems like with this thing that I'm looking at, it seems like they would be able to get the majority of the shots that I saw in the movie that they would need. You know. I I, I got nothing for you. I don't know. Um, All I know is this is the this is the story that Will Barrett told. Um. So these three people though, they're stuck up on this this chairlift. Mm-hmm. Massive storm is coming through, and they're stuck up there for essentially what two days, two three days. Yeah. Total. Um, one of the guys, the boyfriend of Emma Bell, mm-hmm. uh, he decides that the best way to go get help after spending a day up there or a night at night and a day or whatever up there is, uh, to jump 50 feet into the snow. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, I'm not sure if he's ever not seen any like martial arts movies or anything. You don't land straight with your feet straight out. <laughs> it's a good way <laughs> to break your legs, which he did. <laughs> well, the thing that. When he when he leaves the chair, like he he jumps in a sitting position, so it's a, yeah. Well, but it's not but how he landed. <laughs> well, but also I I guess now that I think about it, they were facing uphill, so he would have landed feet first regardless. I guess a little but bit I, sure. I, th- I think but he, he could have turned around. I, Why did he not hang off the bottom yeah, though? Yeah, I have no and idea. At least alleviate ten feet. Well, like I was saying, <laughs> I was, we were talking about this. We were talking about this before, and I was like, if you're if you're fifty feet in the air, you're you're all wearing jackets. In, in like the wingspan of a jacket, like a dude's jacket is probably close to six feet for a woman's jacket, maybe five feet. So you're talking like 17 feet of play that you could have used. Tie all the jackets together and at least give yourself an extra 17 feet. Sure, sure. You know what I mean? Sure. There were ways that you could have done this a lot, <laughs> a lot smarter. I agree. My, fir- my, my first reaction, and I, and I think, I think this would be just about anybody's reaction would be to climb up and shimmy across the cable. Not do hand over hand the way Sean Ashmore actually ends up doing yeah. toward the end of the movie. Like, you get your hands up there and you get your legs up wrapped around well, it. Well, he also says, though, those cables are razor sharp. Those though. cables aren't razor sharp, though, in real life. No. They're not. Okay. That, that was I a, never, I, that I, was, I can't tell you. That was a discrepancy in the movie that, was it? that, that I took issue with. It's like the, the cables are, no, you can. Have you ever shimmied across one? I've never shimmied across one, but, but you've, they're, they're essentially the same kind of woven, woven cable that like, you know how when you're by a telephone pole and there's the ground wire that comes down to sure, the ground, sure. it's the same thing, just bigger. Have you ever touched one of those and nope. cut yourself? Nope. No, because I've they're not. I've touched one, period. <laughs> oh, well, I've, I've touched them before. Uh, they're not razor sharp, you know. It's like it's not gonna cut through. It's not gonna cut through giant leather gloves. Fair enough. And I, I don't know. Well, there was actually there was a. Did you see that thing earlier this year where there was a a, a snowboarder who fell off? It was it was actually a group of. Uh, I think they were they were pretty well known people. I don't know. I don't know who it was, but I I can't remember. But there was a guy who fell off of a chairlift, and he actually ended up getting kind of hung like he was 
hanging by his neck from his jacket. Okay. Oh, yeah. And his buddy, who was on the chair in front of them, you know, 20 yards away, shimmied up and and went across the cable and came over to him and ended up re- <laughs> releasing him so that Shit. he could fall down to the ground because he was unconscious because he was being hung. Sure. But, I mean, he went up there. He climbed across it. He oh, didn't get all cut enough. up and stuff. And also, um, if it's a life and death situation... You know, I lose. I used to like this movie, and you're just ruining it for me. I'm sorry, man. I'm just... <laughs> no, I still I'm actually... I'm just thinking I really, logically about this thing. I do still actually like this movie quite a bit. Um, oh, no, I really... I liked it. Like, even even with all the stupid... I'm, dude, horror movies have stupid things where you're like, come on. Yeah. Do this. Yeah. All horror movies have that, but we choose to look past that because we love them so much. It's true. It's true. Um, okay, so we talked about uh, how the boyfriend jumps or whatever, breaks his legs. The, the 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 bones sticking out of his pants looked really bad. I don't I didn't remember them looking so bad. They're they pretty really, bad. Yeah. It's like it's like they went to like uh, Pet Supplies Plus and just bought like those uh, those those dog bones, <laughs> those little dog bones, and just stuck it out of his pants. Like that's what it looked like. It was it was not good. I love I love Green and everything he does, but that one not so much. <laughs> Uh, coming from the guy that did Hatchet, too, I kind of expect a little bit more coming from the effects department. Mm-hmm. But that being said, that being said, um, he, so he falls, breaks his legs. Um, and the only reason I'm giving a, a plot f- detail here is because the wolves come. Yeah. that's And that's and the wolves, if there's a scary thing about this entire movie, aside from dying to death, up, dying to death. D- dying to death. Up on a ski lift <laughs> thing is, um, and not waiting for the... Ski Patrol. Oh, yes. I'll have another one. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, not waiting for them is... is Shit. Why what, Why are there so many wolves on a ski hill to begin with? That's why I want to know. It seems like a very not safe place to have a ski hill when there's packs of wild wolves running the around. The wolves there's, came for the food. There, there's not. <laughs> That's, <laughs> it's just another unrealistic part about the movie. There's um, no, there's no, there's no wolves on ski hills anywhere. I, I mean, Especially, maybe in, so this was maybe in this, wolf country there are. This <laughs> movie was supposed to be taking place in it was it was shot in Utah. Yep. But it was supposed to be taking place in New England. Yes. There's I, no mountains like that in New England, by the way. I don't think. <laughs> well, they, I, they actually said the elevation of this. It, it's, it's not a big mountain. It's only it, the elevation was like 5,600 feet or something like that. That's okay. like that's like a Boyne Mountain, okay, okay, kind of thing. It's not a very big mountain. Well, there's lots of mountains in Michigan. Your mom's. Whoa. <laughs> Sorry. Whoa, uh, James. <laughs> wow. Um, but no, the uh, the wolves were the wolves were a nice touch, and I actually really liked. So, spoiler alert. Um, the boyfriend Dan. Yep. Uh, dies. By wolf. And uh, dies by wolf. <laughs> and, <laughs> I actually really like the way they handled his death scene. By like not they didn't, showing it? They didn't show him being savaged by the wolves. Well, you actually just see um, uh, Parker, who was the girlfriend, and Joe. They're just like, Joe is Joe's basically holding her face uh, like and, and making her look at him and not allowing her to watch her boyfriend yeah. being torn apart by wolves and his and, best friend and yeah and his best friend and one of the like one of the most uh like one of the hardest hitting things to me about this whole movie is he's being torn apart by wolves 
and he's screaming up to don't let her watch he's, don't he's like don't you dare let her look yeah. and he's being torn apart by wolves and he's and he's thinking about her i'm being torn apart <laughs> i'm being murdered oh my god well they actually but don't let the girl watch me be murdered like that's that that to me was like it was crazy yeah you know? well they actually did film a scene the, the scene of him being killed very gruesome, very gory scene. Because they thought they might need they it. They thought for... they might need it. Uh, it's on YouTube. If you look it up, it's on there. I watched it just before the show. I, I would actually like to watch it. It's, but, it's, but it was. But it's I un- agree. It, with... It's unnecessary. I like yeah. the way they handled it in this movie. Watching the footage, I completely agree with Green that it 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 doesn't fit in this movie. That that's not what this movie's about. Is the gore? Right. They filmed it in case audiences, I think, overseas wanted it or something like yeah. that. It was there in case they needed to put it back in. I mean, this is. I mean, it's it's a. It's a, it's a, it's more of a thriller, but it's definitely genre. It's, it's definitely horror in the way that like it deals more How with. How scared would you be sitting dying on a ski lift? Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. Terrifying. It's, it's horror in the way that like you're dealing with, uh, like, like real human it's fear. Situational horror, right? Is what it is. Yeah, yeah, you're dealing with real situational human fear rather than, you know, they, the wolves were scary, but it wasn't, it wasn't about the wolves, you know. Yep. So. Um, Another thing about this movie that I I could not stop myself from yelling at the screen is uh, Parker, the girl, and Sean... Um, I keep saying Sean Astin. <laughs> Aaron. <laughs> is it Aaron Ashmore? No, Sean Ashmore. Sean Ashmore. See, I was half right. So Sean Ashmore's character, though... Is Aaron his brother? Yeah. They're twins, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I always get too confused. <laughs> I think everybody does. But... Um, they they last up on the snow lift for two days and two nights. Yeah. And not once do they zip up like the seven <laughs> or eight inches of real estate worth of their coats to stay warm. <laughs> they just leave their shit wide open and get frostbite on their face. How are you supposed to, how Come you, on. How are you supposed to get that close up of the face if it's I all covered up? I get that they're making a movie and you need to see the <laughs> actors' faces. I get it, but come on. I was telling James before we got here. You know what you do? They had hats on, hoodies, and coats. Mm. You put your hat down over your face. You put your hoodie up over the back of your head. You take your coat off, put it on backwards, zip it up from the back, cover your face with your entire hood, pull the drawstrings. You're completely covered from the elements at that point. At, uh, Come on, no, people. You're, you're not wrong about that, <laughs> but what? I mean, you're still. You're, there's no way you could survive an entire week up on that lift. You so. would survive longer. <laughs> I'm gonna, all I'm, saying. I'm gonna take 72 hours to die instead of 50. <laughs> you know, it's well, like they also had a massive storm the first night. Yeah, which means there is about two or three feet of powdered snow underneath them. Jump then. You have uh, a cushion at that point. You know, I I think that's, but it was sleet. That's why it was hitting that. It was hit like when it was hitting them, it was making like a tapping sound on their. Yep on their coats and stuff it was more it wasn't powder still it wasn't though like but it's nice. not packed down skied on snow regardless though there's still gonna be a little bit more of a cushion maybe and also i don't know i think i think when that storm happened everything iced over and also just drop 50 feet don't be a pussy and don't break your legs yeah exactly tuck and roll just what i'm saying just tuck and roll like even we've though, all watched parkour videos yeah, even we the know first how to guy do it. broke his legs there's no part of me that would sit there and try to die to death <laughs> again i'll say it <laughs> like i'm gonna fucking jump too i'm gonna take my chances and jump too no i mean they were only two chairs away from that tower which sean ashmore or uh, uh um joe by the end eventually ends up crawling over to it and and shimmying down the down the tower that's the very first thing i would have done yeah as soon as that lift went off not maybe not not as soon as the lift went off 
but as soon as the lights went out, I would be up on that cable crawling across yeah. to the tower. That's I the would first not, thing I would I do. I would not have waited there near... After, after Kane Hodder drove the uh, snowcat <laughs> up the hill, which, first off, Kane Hodder's the worst driver in the world because he didn't see a whole bunch of skis and hats and everything falling from the sky. Well, he did out of the corner of his eye, and then he looked, and he was waiting for something else to fall. So he couldn't look in front of him and see that somebody had thrown a ski. <laughs> but it was during the storm. Uh, it was like whiteout okay, conditions. Fine, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. Come on. So even plus, still, though, plus he was going. He he was he was he was just going to pick up a guy so that they could go to the bar. Fine. We've been ripping this movie apart. I do want to point this out, though. I love this movie. Mm-hmm. I actually really, really do like this movie. Uh, it's situational horror at its best. It's it's. You can put yourself in their shoes and you can feel for them. Yeah. And you can. You, there's, there's. We didn't even talk about the character development. There's a lot of character development. Actually. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Sean Ashmore's character hates Parker's character in the very beginning. They end up, they end up bonding because their friend died and because they realize they actually do kind of like each other. And they, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of heart to this movie as well. There is, yeah. Uh, it's what I would call a mood piece. <laughs> Had to stick it in there. Had to stick it in there. Um, No, it's a good movie though. Don't let our nitpicking of of the specifics. Well, that's just what we do. I mean, no, this is. I would. I would. We talked about the dildo kills. Yeah, I'm a big fan of. And even the kills. It's a mood piece. It's a mood piece. Thank you, Jay, for dropping that in again. (laughs) No, Um, uh, that's uh, it. No, I. Despite everything that I'm saying about this movie, I had a great time watching it. It's really good. It's really good. I'll watch it again. You know, it's probably Adam Green's best, like dramatic horror movie. You know, like you know, I'm saying, like it's it's well written. It's well. There's flaws. Yeah, I haven't seen Spiral yet. I've heard good things about that too. Spiral's really good. And that's more of like a sort of a thriller too. Yeah, it's more of a thriller, I'd say, than a horror movie. Um, But. Yeah, no, Frozen's great. If you haven't seen it, I highly, highly recommend checking it out. I would tell you that it's on Shutter, but clearly it's not anymore. It was as of like three days ago, but uh, it's gone now. Uh, yeah, but, that's. Um, uh, I think that that's it for that one. Yeah, I let's think so. uh, let's take the leap off the lift on this one. Ooh, and uh, Jack Frost nipping at your nose. Let's build a snowman. <laughs> All right, second movie we're talking about tonight, and. Uh, uh, Michael I, Keaton. I, I, Michael Keaton stars in this heartwarming picture about a guy who dies. I love it. It's like actually, Birdman. That, it's like that, Birdman in the snow. That's actually kind of a sad movie too, isn't it? Doesn't Michael Keaton's character die in the in the family friendly Jack Frost and then he's but dead? Comes back as a snowman. How badass is that? That's cool and all, but he's gonna melt at some point and he's just gonna die again. Well, the two snowmen sucks. actually look a lot alike. If you've ever seen the Michael Keaton Jack Frost and the horror movie Jack Frost. They look very similar. Was that intentional? I don't know, but it was. Well, that's how I came into terms with, you know, appreciating the uh, the horror movie Jack Frost. Because I was as younger, I was scrolling through. I was like, oh, Jack Frost, Michael Keaton. I haven't seen this one in years. Bah, killer snowman. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great movie, though. It's a fantastic movie. So 1997. Uh, Correct. Directed by Michael Cooney. <laughs> Not Michael Keaton? <laughs> <laughs> no. Michael Michael Cooney. It's his uh, long-lost cousin. After an accident that left murderer Jack Frost dead in a genetic <laughs> in genetic material, <laughs> the vengeful killer returns as a murderous snowman to exact his revenge on the man who sent him to be executed. Oh, this is going to hurt. <laughs> <laughs> this movie honestly like this is this is B horror done 
perfect it's, perfectly. Well, sure, it, maybe it, not intentionally, but perfectly. I don't. I don't know though. Like, it, like you have, you've got people acting in this like completely ridiculous movie. Like everything about this movie is just so bad shit, crazy. It's yeah. like stupid and ridiculous. But the people who like the actors actually played it pretty straight, and did a pretty good job. Shannon Elizabeth gave a bombshell performance. <laughs> like, like, like Oscar winner performance. <laughs> Fuck off. I'm talking about like, uh, like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm talking about like the sheriff and, uh, and, and, and. I mean, yeah, I mean, they're good for what it is. Well, I mean, the, what I'm saying is like, they, they had to have known that they were, this was a, just, sure. Just a they, stupid movie. They, but they but they played the parts really straight. Their performances are probably better than what this movie needed. That, that's my that's, but, yes. that's my point is they sure. actually they actually played it pretty straight and played it pretty serious and it kind of it made the movie that much better because it was the dumbest shit ever yep. mixed with people taking it really seriously and it kind of made for well, it kind of made for they, like even it's a stupid movie but it was really cool and fun to watch. Well, the rest know? of the actors probably realize we have Brad Dorif on set, so we need to step up our game. <laughs> oh, is it not Brad Dorif? No. <laughs> no, there was there were a few times where well, okay, here's here's what we tend to okay, do so, sometimes. So, so Scott McDonald who played Jack Frost. He played the serial killer who turned into the serial killing snowman wearing oven mitts. Um <laughs> <laughs> he is Jack Frost. Um, when he gets boisterous and very loud, he when he yells, he sounds exactly like Brad Dourif. Brad Dourif. No, yeah. just in one spot. But here's here's why this actually came about. You and I were sitting there. We were recasting this movie as we watched it. <laughs> we were. <laughs> we do this sometimes with really dumb movies. We were like, uh, we we basically we were watching it. We we're like, if this movie was made nowadays, who would be playing this character mm-hmm. with a bigger budget, obviously? Yeah. And we were recasting it, and and I said, you you'd have to get Brad Dourif to play the snowman. And then not two minutes later, he delivers a line in like this high pitched scream that sounded exactly like yep. Brad Dourif. Yep. So that it was, was Chucky. Chucky was in snow. Ch- <laughs> it was Chucky in the snow. <laughs> Um, yeah, there's, uh... So, <laughs> this movie's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't even know how to describe it. Uh, so you have, a, you have a city that has a snowman building contest every single year, even though there's absolutely zero snow, and they're making snowmen out of cotton balls. Um, <laughs> Just shot in the middle of the summer, probably. <laughs> so there's tons of snowmen around. Uh, Jack Frost is a serial killer who is on his way to uh, be executed. Yeah. They get caught in a blizzard, which... Clearly, there's no snow anymore, so I'm not really sure where that blizzard came from. <laughs> but they're caught in a blizzard. The car crashes, and then this genetic mutation truck crashes into them, basically. And it explodes. He gets covered by this material that causes him to break down but reform as snow. He Bas- basically genetically mutates yeah, into bas- snow. Basically, it, it, uh, it's it's the vodka of, of genetic material. Uh because vodka where where are you going with this because vodka if you vodka is well known for taking on the uh the flavor profile of whatever you pour into it okay fair enough fair enough or the tofu if you will cuz tofu <laughs> well, takes on the flavor of whatever you well, cook well where with. was alex mac then because uh he gains some alex mac uh so, powers <laughs> so this this stuff hits him he melts but then he becomes uh genetic vodka and takes on the properties of snow 
And he then, can, but he can melt and reform at 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 will. So he's got this Alex Mack kind of like oh, watery. Alex, uh, Alex Mack, what an awesome show, babe. <laughs> um, when I was fourteen, this I, this movie for is dumb and and ridiculous. It is as it is. It's got like some pretty cool, fun kills and it stuff. Does, it I, does. That's really kind of what this movie revolves around. It's just the ridiculous. Oh kills. well, it, yeah, it's it's a shitty '90s slasher yeah, movie. It's, 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 it's going to be purposely like ridiculous in some aspect like if you watch did you notice like in the snowy areas there's green trees and stuff in the background and oh yeah oh yeah there was like, no snow there no. was no snow on the ground whatsoever yeah, like, yeah that's like what he said like, like you're saying right there they have a they have a snowman building contest in the middle of this like town square and aside from the actual snowmen not a single flake of snow anywhere <laughs> in the entire town but the one dude did manage to build a nice supermodel of a snowman that's right, he did. <laughs> and he's cupping her boobs the entire time, like it's, it's as he's weird. talking to Shannon Elizabeth. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, like I said, basically this movie revolves around the kills and the one-liners. It does. Oh, the one-liners are amazing. Are there you are kidding some, me? There are some really good ones. Uh, there's there's some really inappropriate ones as well. Like what? Uh, well, Shannon Elizabeth's death is. Oh, jeez. Uh, so she so she gets into a shower as. As one would, as one would, if you look like Shannon Elizabeth, absolutely. And um, well, she dies in a in a, in a, a bathtub full of cotton balls, <laughs> as it looks like. It's supposed to be snow. Well, clearly <laughs> it's not. He reforms into basically what you see is uh, it's almost kind of a shout out to Freddy Krueger. <laughs> she's she's in the bathtub. Ish, yeah, she's in the bathtub, and instead of like the the very famous scene of Freddy's. Uh, Glove coming up between Heather Langenkamp's legs, a uh, carrot pops up between Shannon Elizabeth's, and then all of a sudden the the water starts to freeze and he becomes the rises snowman up again. Out of it, yep. Rises up out of it, and you notice that his nose is missing. <laughs> and uh, Come on. yeah, I mean, without sugarcoating it, he uh, rapes her to death with his carrot, <laughs> which is just. The worst. <laughs> and what does he say to her afterward? Something. something. Uh, I hope it was good for you too, or something like oh, that. Oh no, he said. He said, "Oh, it looks like Christmas came early." Christmas <laughs> came early. Oh, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> so bad. Like, you can't not. You can't not laugh at it. But then you're like, "Oh my god, I should not be laughing yeah, at this." It's really terrible. Um, oh yeah. It's, so, it's... Then like he. I think my favorite. I think my favorite kill of the movie was. Uh, so earlier on in the movie, uh, there's there's a woman um, who mentions something about when she was a little girl, she always imagined herself as you know, like you, if you put a if you put an angel on the top of your mm-hmm. tree, she's like, I always imagined myself as the angel on the top of the tree, and he ends up killing her, uh, basically with ornaments and and tinsel, and <laughs> he takes her mouth. Or he take yeah he takes her mouth shoves a, a, a an ornament an ornament into, <laughs> into it and then and then like smashes the bottom of her jaw so she bites down on the ornament and then smashes her face into a box of ornaments <laughs> About like fifty times tw- like ten <laughs> times wraps her up in lights and then does he put the star on top then, of her head I think he just straps her to the tree and puts the star on top of her head yeah like it's, and then the, and the, you can feel that too that reminds me of, of reminded me of the scene in like uh, Home Alone where he puts the ornaments on the ground and he comes yeah. in barefoot and he's like ah! <laughs> like you feel that you know uh-huh. yep yep and then, I mean have you ever accidentally uh, like cut yourself on a shattered ornament oh or yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah it's awful 
I sort of have your face in smashed into your. <laughs> and then the cops, the cops walk in and they see her corpse hanging from the tree, and one of the deputies goes, "You don't reckon that we keep her up for the twelve days of Christmas?" Then? <laughs> <laughs> I love it's it. Just, I love it so much. Oh man. But yeah, this is the kind of movie you just drink a lot, watch it for the one-liners, yep. and you'll 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 have a good time with it. Um, one of the things that I did love uh, in the beginning is when when Jack Frost gets uh, doused with all the chemicals, uh-huh. it goes, for the only time in the entire movie, it goes to this animation scene that looks exactly like the original Frosty the Snowman yeah. cartoon. Like same colors, same, same colors, same like bubbly animation. But it's, it's, like, it's essentially showing his DNA combining with the snow and around him. It's only him. like 10 seconds. Yeah. Like it's it's not much and they never go back to it. Nope. I thought it was a really odd inclusion to the movie. Like, I understand it, it cool, but it was though. really weird. Like <laughs> um and then you know that you're in for a really good movie when you have a car crash. And all they do to replicate a car crash is just take a shot and spin the camera spin around the a whole camera. bunch of times. Like, there's no car crash. It's just spinning. It's like <laughs> it's like Batman. Like when they mm-hmm. they're just spinning the camera around and around. That's <laughs> all it was. And it's a car crash. And I love it. It's so cheesy and like just low budget. I, I don't know. I love it. It's it's one of those movies that it tears at my 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 low budget B love B movie loving heartstrings. Like <laughs> I thought you were gonna say your low budget B hole. My low my low budget. <laughs> <laughs> Tears at my low budget beehole. It does. Um, no, I just it just it's one of those movies. It's not good. They knew exactly what they were making. I think when they made this movie, mm-hmm. like they, they knew it. It's a killer snowman. Like I said, his his hands look like oven mitts. I'm pretty sure they were white <laughs> oven mitts. Is what they use for the for for, for the hands. It's ridiculous. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> no, it was it was it was everything that. Uh, a killer snowman movie should be. It's everything that you would expect out of a killer snowman by movie. By the end, he's got giant teeth that are just made of icicles. It looks re- like a like a really bad Muppet at the end <laughs> when it's trying to bite the guy. Like, I don't know. And it's, uh, I mean, it was good. Enough people thought it was good enough that it sparked a sequel. Oh, I need to watch it still. I have it. I own it. I don't the, own the first one, but I own the second one. This, I've never watched it. The sequel, if you can make any sense out of this, actually takes place on a tropical island. I actually figured this out. When we were watching it. What? Uh, clearly, the snow gets absorbed in the air, and it rains on a tropical island, and that's the same. That's the same well, water. Yeah, well, yeah, it's got to be. He must right? melt, and because he's because he he does does he burn at the end? Basically, he does. Yeah, and then he, he evaporates does. up into the clouds. I haven't that's seen it. the second one. I've seen one scene from the second one where he's trying to drop. He's up in a palm tree, and he's trying to drop icicles on a girl. And then he eventually, he can't hit her with icicles and he keeps like missing her and he's like, shit. And so he finally just drops a giant anvil made out of snow on her. <laughs> I need to watch this like tonight. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, that's Jack Frost. I, I wish we could talk more about it, but it's just ridiculous. Like, There's really no need. Just go no, watch it. It's, it's on fun. If it's... you have If you have Shudder, which you should because it's only $5. And it's if you only have... $4.99 a month. Oh, actually, right now it might be two fifty. Oh, I, th- really? I think they're running a holiday special where it's two fifty a month. Don't quote us, but it might be two fifty a I th- month. I think. <laughs> hey, so. and, and next month it might go up to like you know an extra forty dollars on your internet bill to have. Yeah, to if, you're, if, you're, it, if so. you're if you're if you're paying for that social media package. Because <laughs> I'm proud to be an American, where my internet's not free. <laughs> well, hey, hey, I I do have to I do have to say though, con- congratulations to Doug Jones. 
oh my god, he's played so many characters and so many. I, it's about time. Do it's you think, about time he got recognized. Do you think that? Do you think that him winning the election is going to cut into his acting gig or? You know what? I don't know. I think um, I hope that he's recast for the new Halloween movie, uh, Abe Sapien. I did love him in that. Uh-huh. Um, maybe there'll be new Pan's Labyrinth movie, like like Pan's uh, uh, Pan's crossword puzzle, perhaps. <laughs> uh, maybe he's gonna be running around there. <laughs> it's the same Doc Jones, right? Oh, wasn't it? Same. No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't follow politics. All I know is that neither Doug Jones are pedophiles. So hey, <laughs> I'll drink to that. <laughs> Well, we'll wrap it up on pedophiles. Clearly, we're, uh, clearly if, we're Republicans. <laughs> if you, if you want to find us on social media, you can find us on SoundCloud, Facebook, Instagram, and Horror Amino, maybe sometime in the future if I ever update it at the Buzzkill podcast. If, if James is, is going to promise anything, the next Horror Amino update is going to be the biggest update Horror Amino's ever seen. Yeah. They're going to have to up my... Uh, my image allotment because I'm gonna <laughs> right now you're only allowed to put like twenty five photos you a pass. up. I'm gonna give you a pass. Just do this episode. No, I won't. Well then you'll never do it. It's the it's the holidays. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> if you want to find us on Twitter, you can find us at the Buzzkill PC. You can also go to iTunes, leave us a comment, leave us a rating, make us the greatest podcast called the Buzzkill Podcast. In iTunes history. Out of Roseville, Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> the biggest. The the single biggest Roseville podcast ever. Called the Buzzkill Podcast. Called the Buzzkill If you want to find J-Raj. <laughs> find on all social media at Ocean Recording. And also check out www.oceanrecordingstudio.com for all your fantastic audio needs. Yeah, buddy. And yeah. you know what? Just, just for all you Buzzkill Podcast listeners, I'll throw out an extra special. You know, how about, um, let's say, 25% off any that's, single service? That, that's a hell of a deal. There it is. And so if you want to buy a gift card for somebody, I'll count that as a service for you. Say, say you want to buy a $100 <laughs> gift card for your son or your friend to come record a song or for yourself, you'll get that $100 gift card for $75. Bucks. Um, and you can get this only if you contact me at my email address, oceanrecordingstudio at gmail.com, and mention that you heard it on the Buzzkill podcast. So 25% off any service? And non-sexual. Oh, damn. Uh, See, damn. Is that that's, that's what I wanted to know. my hopes. All right. All right. All right. That was fun. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to say it. sound <laughs> deflated about that. It was just I thought it was sexual favors too. It's <laughs> yeah, time we're wrong. Right. I mean, you know what? You know what? Cheers to I guess not getting a beer tonight. Uh, Fuck. Cheers, boys. Got to pay full price. All right. Listen. Also, if you would like to come to our screening on January ninth, twenty eighteen, of uh, Behind the Mask: The Rise of Leslie Vernon, go to gather g a t h r dot us dot com slash screening slash two one eight eight seven please 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 go buy tickets don't sleep on these fucking tickets well right <laughs> as of right now everybody is sleeping on these tickets we got a lot of people saying that they're gonna go but nobody's buying their tickets yep. and we're not gonna tip our screening and then it's not gonna happen and then you're gonna have to listen to us bitch about it so yep. just go buy your tickets and that's about it that's i think it. that's uh i think that's it for this week boys i agree Happy Gentlemen, holidays. Happy holidays. Merry next Christmas. week. Next week is going to be our Christmas episode. That's right. Chris Christmas. 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 Our Christmas. Uh, it's gonna be awesome. We're gonna have a giveaway. 
We are? We are. Oh, okay. I didn't know about that. We're going to have a giveaway. It's going to be awesome. And uh, tune in. Cool. That's all I'm saying about that. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Who's out there? Well, it ain't fucking Frosty.